When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> All right. Well, we have arrived at another Thursday, which is a crossroads of the week. You might think Wednesday in the middle, maybe a hump day or Tuesday as it begins kind of the departure and distance from the previous week. But we've got football back. And thank goodness. And, and let me say this city needs a football game more than anything right now. Yes, because the Eagles have just stunk it up. But from arguing and bitching about some Jersey to all of the multitude of hypothetical trades for James Harden, right up into this nonsense with Brett Favre to where somebody actually asked Carson Wentz about that yesterday. We need a football game at this point. I would take the Eagles losing by 30 just to get back to something on the field. Well, then you, how are you to say something like that? When you start my day off, I get a text from you talking about the qualifying offer for baseball and my guy jt Mueller muto oh, he's out. Beer. He's that's, out. See, that's what i'm saying man well so you're just gonna ruin my day with that hey look if you wanted me to pile on even more at least jt rail muto leaving is a, is a legit story with legs whether or not brett Favre has a comment and i know that's your guy <laughs> all right and i know you're biased and you won't say a negative disparaging word about him but i i would hope that at least and look, if we had a baseball game, I'd say the same thing, although JT Realmuto wouldn't be on the field. He's out. No, you wouldn't say the same thing if we had a baseball game. I, you I would, and, I, you and I wouldn't care about that. You're right. I wouldn't know there would be a baseball game unless somebody told me. Make exactly. him tell the truth. Make him tell the truth, Howie. Yeah. Harry. You just got to check him. Got to keep him in line every once in a while. Well, Harry, picture, picture him being in line, though. That's, that's the thing. It's bad, it's bad when the, everybody on the golf course knew about you. They knew about your shenanigans already, bro. <laughs> well, that's because I've been there for about a year. So oh. <laughs> it didn't take long by any means for that to happen. But, but here's – hold on a second. I, all I'm saying is we need a game back on the field this we week. We do. You're right. That's, I mean, this city is is tearing itself apart with this stuff going on on social and the radio and press conferences and TV. And we're all complicit. Right. But but we, at least we have some quality football today. Well, I, I think it's going to be quality football. Division matchup, really good – two really good, you know, uh, well, teams that – are good in their own right. You know, they have, mm -hmm. you know, some stars here and there, but they're more so just some blue collar guys that do things the right way. That's why I like these two teams. They're not flashy. They just do things right. You got one guy that runs the rock. Mm -hmm. Then you got another guy with, you know, great defense. Um, you know, former Eagle helped us win the Super Bowl. I mean, I like what's going on with this game on uh, tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I've come around on Tennessee under Vrabel. I like the way they play. 
Uh, they're physical, you know, just a tough-minded team. And I, you know, I've always been a Philip Rivers guy, you know, whether uh, whether he's in Indianapolis or uh, with the Chargers. So I'm looking forward to tonight's game. I think it's going to be really close. You know, the Titans have been bet into a dog. Just so you know this. Oh, they have. Yeah, this thing opened up as the Titans getting nearly three points, two and a two half. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Laying that at home. Right. Right. And I just saw it this morning on Fox, and that's where I jumped on it. I just, I just took them on the money line because I, I didn't want to lay the juice for the point. But they are now a one-point home dog. And you know what's right. crazy about this? It's a contrarian move, and Harry can explain that, where all of the public money remains on the Titans. It, and it didn't move it that way. It was a couple of sharp – the Philly Godfather must have put a briefcase down somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, the, the the larger percentage, I think it was about 60% were on Tennessee this morning when I checked, and they were still a one-point favorite. But now, like you say, and I'm looking at it, it has flipped. Indianapolis is now a one-point favorite, and uh, that is a contrarian move, and I love contrarian uh, moves. Aton. I know you do. That, that's, uh, that defines you. Now, <laughs> we, have, we have another issue right now, all right? Bryson DeChambeau is out on the course. Tiger Woods out on the course. We've got some pretty big names that are out on the course. And in true, typical, bleed-us-dry fashion, I have to pay $6 to watch this today. On what? CBSSports.com? or ESPN Plus. Oh, yeah. Well, why are you giving them money? I'm not. That's what I'm upset about. I don't know how to watch it otherwise. I, I just get highlights, barely snippets of it on the Golf Channel. Where else could I watch this? Well, it's going to come on uh, television at noon, I believe. I so think I noon to five is the minutes? television. The television window on ESPN is noon to five, I believe. All right. Well, then I won't bring it up. Then it's not yeah. a big of a deal. I thought right. that we would not have to be able to watch until like later on tonight on delay after you know everything that went down. No, no, no. It won't be. You no, know, they're going to have a live four or five hour window. It's either one o'clock to five or noon to five because they're going to run out of daylight around 515. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like it did to us. I was going right. to say just like that. All right. Now I've got a, a six pack of scenarios and i'm not going to say picks because i want to incorporate everybody out there from a gambling to non-gambling fantasy to non-fantasy i don't care if you don't do any of it six scenarios that could happen tonight in this thursday night football game we are going to have to talk about the actual football game between the giants and the eagles remember the eagles were not able to practice and they're just back to virtual practicing now mm -hmm. because the coach tested positive for COVID. So we have a lot. We'll be joined by Sports Map Radio now. We'll get right into it. Also, Jeopardy odds. We didn't talk about that really that much yesterday. This is a Gow Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, what a day we have today. And it's going to be jam-packed. And it's not just with content. I mean, the three of us already struggle to get everything we want in on a two-hour show. Remember, we don't break. So we're live on Sports Map Radio until 1 o'clock Eastern. We're live, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, the entire program. Super Bowl champion, NBC Sports Analyst Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, I'm Aton Shander, Ron Culver producing the show in Houston. And here's the thing. We have the Masters, a couple of big names already out early on right now. Thursday night football. It's a big one. 
This is really the first contest where you start looking at deciding this division in the AFC South. And we also have the return to some sense of normalcy. We'll get a little deeper into that here in Philadelphia with uh, our game coming up with the Eagles and Giants. But a bunch of things happening in the NFL on Sunday. Not much happening on Saturday, but we'll still try and make the most of a crazy scenario on the weekend. And the last thing, we didn't touch on this as far as an odds standpoint. We just kind of referenced it. But we do have odds out for the next Jeopardy full-time host. <laughs> and let, let me just offer up, if I may, let me just offer up a weird but, I think, sound idea. All right? Mm-hmm. Radical, maybe, not weird. Just cancel the show. Cancel, cancel it. it. Nobody yeah. will ever be able to duplicate what that man did. Just, just end it. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and, and I know why you're saying it, and I totally agree. But there's no way they're going to do it because <laughs> they know that they're going to get still get you know big ad sales, and in that window from seven to seven thirty Eastern or whatever it is, you know, there's nothing else that would probably outdo it. It won't approach what uh, they did with Trebek, but it still would probably beat any other sort of entertainment show that they could put in there in that half hour window. No question. No question. I mean, yeah. out of respect, you would say do it, but it's not going to happen. Nah. You know, people are still going to watch it. I mean, it's a quality show. I just never watched it, but it's That's a quality fair. show. Brian yeah. Westbrook, former Eagle, NFL analyst on Fox TV and around, is going to join us in 22 minutes. Like I said, we're jammed. Sports Map Radio, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. <laughs> The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, we're back here in two minutes. Yeah, how about this morning? I tune into the Golf Channel at like 7 a.m. You know, see the, uh, you know, the honorary tee shot and all this stuff. Yeah. So they do that, and then they send out like the first two groups or so and shut the course down like five minutes later. They blow the horn. So everybody's heading in off the driving range, and all these the two groups or three groups, whatever, are out there. They started bad? the tournament knowing that there was a thunderstorm, oh. like with, you know, imminent thunderstorm. Well, who – um that, that's the thing. Like, they could have just delayed everything, right, and just delayed I, the start? Or Yeah, I mean, if I'm one of those players that's in those first couple groups, I'm a little pissed yeah. off. I would be too. Was there anybody of note? I thought I thought I saw uh was well, Luke, Lucas Glover, Jimmy Walker was out there. They've won majors. Um, you know, there was only a couple guys, but right. still it's like you warm up for a couple of hours, you go through your routine, 
you know, thinking, okay, we're going out. And oh, now right, right. here I am on the second tee box and they're blowing the horns. Like wh where was that 20 minutes ago? Right. right. That's, that's not you on a Saturday. Right. Where the caddy master's like, ah, I don't know if you want to risk it. And you're right. like, I may not get out here for another <laughs> two weeks. So I'm going to get out there. Right. This is, yeah, I can understand that. Now, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it here. A bunch of guys threw four already. Jimmy Walker. Yeah. Not, not Jimmy Walker. No, no, no. Not Jimmy J.J. Walker. <laughs> no. Of good times. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or not Charles Howell III or Thomas. Isn't it Thomas Howell? Isn't that uh, the actor, Thomas Howell III? From third? Gilligan's Island? No. Um, no, that's Thurston Howell. Yeah, Thurston yeah. Howell. Yeah, yeah. Thurston Howell III. I watched that. Who's one of the best most underrated rappers of all time, by the way. Really? Yes. His name is Thurston Howell the third. He's from Brooklyn. And he is um, he's amazing. He's a great lyricist, but he's like he's very punchy. This song with Eminem. He's he's got wow. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, Thursday night football, probably a good place to start, I would think. Now, I was at uh, a couple of appointments away, so I, I didn't see the world come to an end or anything along those lines from a, a sports standpoint. So I imagine that outside of the Masters, which we'll touch on coming up, Brian Westbrook, is going to join us at 1130. So make sure you're watching on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Kind of have those two things, right? Unless you guys want to just bypass everything and dive right into why Daniel Jones and the New York Giants are going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Carl, it was thrown. You just can't sneak that by us, man. What? Well, no, I mean, I, I, I don't is know. Is that your pick? Well, no, my pick is that the – my pick is the Giants minus three and a half – or plus three and a half. Well, because I, you think it's a three-point game. Yeah, I do. I, yeah. I think this is a close. I, I will take the hook yeah. for the New York Giants. I don't think they win outright, but I can see. Here's what I would see most likely playing out would be the Philadelphia Eagles once again, despite all of the conversation. And look, to be fair, this whole thing has blown up. Carson Wentz doesn't really respond well to controversy. Hmm. If you look at the, you know, remember this whole thing with Foles versus Wentz started when Foles was on the team. Mm -hmm. And there was this belief, general belief that, ah, you just remove Nick Foles. Don't worry. Carson will have that shadow away from him. He'll start to play well. Then you had Jalen Hurts and these other things. I, I Doug does, but I don't think this is just, oh, all, all of a sudden they're going to turn it around. So I can see once again, as we've seen each and every game this year, the Eagles are in a hole. They have to pull themselves out of a hole. They're talented enough to pull themselves out of a hole against the Giants, not, of course, the Steelers, Ravens, et cetera. So I could see the Giants up by four points. I mm -hmm. could see something like that, five points. And here come the Eagles, Carson Wentz, five minutes left in the game, and that's the go-ahead, ultimately game-winning touchdown where they separate themselves by three, maybe two points. <laughs> I don't see a blowout, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, well, the fact that they have practice, you know, even with the even with having, you know, an extra week to prepare, and they didn't use that week like uh, you usually use the week uh, with a team that's losing. Usually, when you have a team that's losing, you're going to have more practice time than they did. They only came back in on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know what they did over the weekend as far as practicing, but you usually use that time to get better if you're a bad team. 
And I thought that, you know, this team was a bad team. But although they are getting healthier, they might we might see a whole totally different team. They won't right. they won't have to rely on uh Carson. But yeah. um, I, I thought you were just talking about uh the Brett Favre stuff as far as controversy. You talking about as a whole, you know, with second round pick and all that as a no, whole. But it all my point of it is it all swirls in. Sorry, Harry. I'm just just to respond to that real quick, it all swirls in as far as every week or month or time that there is something that pops up that he has to respond to in the media or via a presser or on social. It's not like he responds with this 350-3-0 type game. We still see turnovers. We still see fumbles. We still see all that. So I can't personally expect Carson Wentz to respond to what's happening and then all of a sudden blow doors off. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I think Carson's play is more or less uh, due to not the addition of Jalen Hurts onto the roster, but the subtraction of all these offensive linemen that have been in a shuffle due to injuries and and so forth, and and you know wide receivers, running backs. I mean, you know he's he's been dealing with Boston Scott and Corey Clement as his as his tailbacks the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's got he could get Sanders back this Sunday and look like a totally different quarterback. They could be getting some offensive linemen back. Uh, you know, this Sunday, I don't know who's going to play, but it's looking like some guys are are moving towards being able to play. So I think, I think you could see a totally different and much more or much less frenetic Carson Wentz this Sunday if he gets some of these guys back. Oh, you got, I mean, just just that alone, you know, the guys he has playing in front of him. I mean, that's, you know, they, they haven't had an offensive line play in front of him for two weeks in a row with the same lineup yet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so. I mean, the likes of you know what he's had in front of him was 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 crazy, you know. Oseo Opeta, come mm-hmm. on now, you know he got his butt kicked. Um, just looking at you know the guys that are on the roster, they just didn't have it. Yeah. They didn't have it on the offensive line. They didn't have it. Now we got some bright spots, guys stepping up, you know. But I mean, still though, you know <laughs> these guys are stepping up, but they're trying to grow with Carson, and that's tough. What's that like, Barrett, when you're in the huddle and all of a sudden you look, you, you go break the huddle, you go to the line, you look to your left, you're the right tackle, and you see, but who's this? Like, in, reintroduce yourself to your to your right guard because he's a different guy than the previous play. It's, it's tough, man. And, and offensive line are one of the unique positions that you have to play next to the guy in front of you. I mean, there are things that, you know, that when you play with a guy, that they didn't have to be seen because you've experienced stuff like that before. There might be blitzes. We call it MEB blitz. Like they'll take the three technique, crash him by the guard's face, take the defensive end, crash him across the face, and bring the Sam linebacker around. Lots well, of MEB blitz. Now, if you play with a guy before and you understand the blitz, he'll react faster because he understands you're going to be there because you saw the blitz before. Mm-hmm. But if it's a guy that's not experienced with it, he might get you ear hold. He might let the end just knock your head off, and now you're on a different plane. And that's how guys get up, uh, become free. That's why you saw a lot going on with with Herbig. And um and and um Jason Peters because they didn't understand how to switch hmm. these stunts that the um that the Dallas Cowboys were were using. Here's the well, thing, and and I I think that we have to at least honor the situation here as much as it's not going to be a good conversation. You're talking about two of the worst quarterbacks when it comes to turning the football over in the NFL. Yes. And, right. And Carson Wentz, did you call me on it the other day? Carson Wentz is worse than Jones right now, as far right as right now. Yes, you are what your numbers say you are. Numbers, right. So my point of it is, you could have the hogs, you could have that 
Dallas Cowboys Emmett Smith line. Like right. you can have the best offensive line of all time, but if your quarterback is making bad decisions and if your quarterback is holding on to the football too long, you know better than anybody, Barrett. And Harry and I have known, and is and any fan who knows from watching it, but you know the frustration of holding a block, of keeping a guy off your quarterback, and him holding it, holding it, holding it, and either getting a sack or taking a hit and turning the football over. It's maddening watching that, especially when everything is working in your favor. That's absolutely tough. You know, I played with Randall, then I played with Ben, two guys that, you know, because their athleticism, because their size and, you know, how big they were, you could you, they usually do hold onto a ball a lot longer than most quarterbacks, which puts you in a compromising position because now you're blocking for a guy that, you know, the play never ends. And it puts you in a bad predicament because, you know, it, you're, you're blocking for slump. But it also it helps you because you could whiff and understand this right. guy can get away from everybody. You know, you do have a bad block where you don't even touch your guy and he'll get away and make a play down the field. But, you know, playing with, you know, a guy like, Carson, I believe the team still has a lot of faith in Carson. There's no question that he's the franchise quarterback. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, at, you know, at, there's going to be a time where the defense is going to be like, hey, you know, let, let's get it going. You know, we, we're we trying our best to make sure we stay on top of this, but you got to help us out. You got to give us something. And, you know, this this three and out stuff, we just can't go through it because, I mean, the, we're talking about the defense having over 60, 70 plays a game. That's, you know, that's, that's total opposite of what you want. You want your offense to have – 70 plays a game as opposed to your defense having 70 plays a game you want to keep their defense on the field and you know keep their quarterback from being on the field and, and making plays yeah that's only, how you play the game if only Carson was holding on to the ball in order to throw it to Juju Smith Schuster Chase Claypool uh Deontay Johnson Ray Ray McLeod from Clemson I'll take Ray him Ray. Ray 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 on me over love Ray Ray McLeod <laughs> come on that's like Jimmy Walker out here <laughs> at the Masters. All right, we'll be joined by Brian Westbrook coming up in nine minutes. And we'll keep this is going to be a quasi, like this is going to be a combination of the two. Hmm. So we're going to have Brian pop on with us at 1230 on the stream, which you'll hear across Sports Map Radio. We'll take our radio break and continue the conversation with Brian through that break and then come back. And when does he have to be off? I think we got 15 minutes with him. Okay, because this yeah. is through somebody. Crown Royal. Yeah, and now he's probably got somebody in his ear. This is a yeah. Well, I mean, this, this is, uh, this is Barrett's favorite drink, too. This well, is Bar- yeah. Barrett's going to try to hook up with a case of Crown Royal in those 15 minutes. <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> friend, too. You know, when you when it's your friend, you know, he's going to have to hook that up. That's that what happen. I'm afraid of, is that the, nine of the 15 minutes is going to be Barrett going in four or five different ways and four or five different sentences. Hey man, we got it. We got to link up and we got to connect with this whole crown Royal thing, man. You got to put me down with this whole crown Royal thing. All right. Vanilla. They got apple too. See, (laughs) and we have to ask Brian about it because that's why he's here. Sure. Like he would join one of his three friends that he's known forever. One for even longer and Barrett, but you know, (laughs) Hey, we have to get crown Royal involved and we're happy to. Exactly. I'll be I'll be happy to oblige him on that. No, don't worry. We just don't, we just don't want ten minutes of. Oh, can you talk a little bit more? Trying for you to sell. We'll we'll connect to Crown Royal. See if we can get you a sponsorship. How about that? There we go. There we go. All right, that works. That works. Now I don't get where we're looking at tonight, for example, and still see this conversation where. 
people are just either not believing or, or downplaying what the Colts have done. But I would imagine as we talk about that signature win last week, we talked, I should say, about that signature win last week for the Bills. Is this that for the Colts? This could be. I mean, this this is definitely a division race worthy. It's, it's more so this team reassuring themselves that they are a team that can compete in the playoffs with quality teams. And that's the biggest thing. You know, how do they measure? This will be the measuring rod of this team as they go forward, where they kind of fit in. Uh, in that playoff race, you know, because a lot of teams are going to be 16, what, 16 teams that might make the playoffs? Or is it, what is it now? Well, 14 right now teams? it's 14, but it 14 could be teams, 16. Yeah. Right. yeah, they could be, but yeah. 14 teams that can make the playoffs. That's that's almost half the league, you know, but when you when you, when you you go into this game and you're, when you're the Titans, they feel that they're already one of the upper level teams, the upper echelon, because what they did last year, the fact they got to run the game with Derrick Henry, I think that the Colts are more so a team they are looking like, all right, where do we stack up? Right. So that's why this is going to be a great game. Where do you stack up? Or, uh, you know, as opposed to, all right, we're here. We just got to get back to and redefine and and, and, and kind of, you know, tweak things a little bit to get back on track of being a good team. Colts coming off a loss to the Ravens, okay, mm-hmm. where they did not play well. No, Philip Rivers couldn't throw the ball like he couldn't tackle, Harry. Right. At Tennessee tonight, and then they have – uh, Green Bay at home the next week, and then Tennessee. So we, this is a really good three-game stretch here after that Ravens loss. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I mean, but that's what the NFL is for, man. That's, mm-hmm. just, that's, that's what we love about it. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of teams in the NFL right now that are dealing with injuries, dealing with, you know, this COVID issue, and it's kind of leveling the playing field, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, teams are having to – play with guys they haven't necessarily played with before or even thought about playing with. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot of coaching. You know, this is the year right now. This is a coach's year as opposed to a player's year. Yeah. Coaches have to renew- maneuver a lot for this, for this season. No, and I, and I understand that. And, and I think with the Titans specifically, they've been able to, they've gone through it, right? They've gone through it. They've been able to battle it back from it. And now if you look at them, Last week, they come off that win against the Bears, and, and that was the big conversation, right? You had two teams going into that game, both riding two-game losing streaks, and one of them desperately needed a win in order to keep all this hope and stuff alive. And now if you come, it's almost like, to Harry's point about the Colts, knowing how focused they have to be looking forward to this three-game stretch, the Titans have almost been able to exhale for just a week, of course, to where it's like, okay, we're off that little skid, now that confidence is back, All right? What yeah. Sorry. No, but they they've got Colts tonight, then at Ravens, and then Colts. So their yeah, three game stretch is tough too. That that's the thing. It's almost yeah. like you know who's looking at this. All right. So Brian Westbrook is going to join us coming up in four minutes. Also, a number, a stat that Barrett Brooks, assuming he's wearing his Steelers hat today, is not going <laughs> to like. This is not going to be good for Allegheny County. Uh Uh-oh. A stat that's come out. Yeah, I apologize in advance. You're listening to The Middle. You're watching The Middle live in Philly from the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios. It is Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle and Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. 
and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. You see on the stream here, we got uh, Phyllis Brooks, St. Louis in the house. That's Mama Brooks. I love STL it. STL in the house. <laughs> Look at that. What's up, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> she said um, she just texted me. She just texted me um, that uh, an apple, what is it, an apple pound cake would mm. taste great with crown royal apple in it. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's a baker, man. She's so now you're going to have to get her to send you a pie. Yeah. Oh, no question. No Along question. with B. West sending you a couple bottles. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to this. It says, apple pound cake would be delicious in cake with apple crown caramel icing. Ooh. Pound cake was Doug Heffernan's nickname in high school. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's a little king of queens. Oh, for you. Jesus. <laughs> How about that? Well, what was that, that clip time? you sent today with Ray Romano? All yeah. I could hear on it was that uh, sports is fixed or something. Yeah, they, they, it was some stupid joke about how they were watching the cheerleading competition. Mm. And Doug's like, oh, no, it's over. Southern Texas, whatever the team, the team is or the school that always wins it. And then Ray Romano makes some stupid joke about, oh, that's why I don't watch it. It's all fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Xander in the lead. Uh, that's my boy. I got him. I got him to win it. How about Larry Mize on on top of the leaderboard too? Yeah, that's a little uh, is a little un unexpected. Nineteen eighty seven champion, I believe. Gee. Yeah, I did a radio show. I don't. I doubt that he's still his coach, but at the time it was Snedeker's swing coach mm. when I was in Nashville, and uh, he all safer radio stuff, but it just. Snedeker seemed like a fun dude. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's a yeah he's a Nashville guy. He went to yeah, Vanderbilt. Yeah, he went to Vanderbilt, talking. right? Yeah. So I was down in Nashville. and It was a weekend show. Damn, All right, we just need Brian up on the screen, and I'll put him right up. Oh yeah! <laughs> I feel like I need to draw it out a little more, right? Oh, my goodness. You are listening to The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Can we give a special shout-out to Mama Brooks, who not only is watching from St. Louis on phillyvoice.com slash The Middle, but also interacting. That's when you know... You have that support. My mom right. might dabble in and that. I might get a text like, stop sounding like an idiot. Right. Nothing like a public comment of that love and support. So thank you, Mama Brooks. We appreciate you. We love you for it. <laughs> she, no, you know she's going to send that pound cake, man. She's going to send a pound cake. And let me read Let me read the description again of what she says. She said, uh, an apple pound cake would be delicious in a cake with apple crown caramel icing. Oh. Mm -hmm. I need to send mm. you the clip. Of Doug Heffernan and how you know that his nickname is Pound Cake. 
penalty. And I tell people who Doug Heffernan is because uh, they they're they're probably looking into the Tennessee Titans roster right now. Right. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. It's uh, every show I'm going to try and sneak in. It'll be subtle. I won't even be overt. It's never subtle, man. It's never subtle with King of Queens with you, man. Nope. I'm telling you, it 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 always is. I'll always try to rough it in there. Now I imagine that he's see, probably running late. We're live. Well, I we have. There he is. Hey, uh, that's Christina. So we hope that. Also with Brian as well. This is what happens when you're doing a show that mm-hmm. both physically on a stream and live on a national radio network as we try and bring people up in here. But this is great, though. This is where people can really see what this is like, you know, how to do this. Correct. You know, Correct. so I'm sure. it's live. You're just rolling with it. Exactly. So I, I believe Christina, who's with Crown Royale, is hanging out for the interview, and she's either going to pass it over to Brian or just hang and watch it. When well, Brian, well, let me let me talk to Christina then. <laughs> What's no, no, going no. on now? This is separate. Okay. First oh, off, okay, okay, okay. yeah, th- you're you're wanting, which will fully support, of an endorsement by Crown Royale. It, it will happen to the point in which we'll at least reach out. Okay. We have some connection. Harry has established now a little bit of a connection, so mm-hmm. we'll take care of that. But this is supposed to be Brian's well, time. That's I've it. taken care of them. I've bought a many a Crown and. And cokes, right? Well, that that's part of the negotiation, right? <laughs> just give me a little bit of that money back. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that that's part of the whole negotiation here. Okay, so Christina's going to hang out with us, and Brian's on his way. We're told all is fine, all is well. In fact, I can see him popping up on the stream now. So we're joined by the great Brian Westbrook. No cam, B Dub. What's happening, brother? What's up, brother? How is everything, man? We good, bro. What's going on, man? This be Brooks. Big dog. How you feeling, man? Good to see you, brother. Man, it's good, man. All, all is good, right? There he is. Now we have, I was going to say, hey. if you don't have that okay. smile, if we can't get that cheese smile from Brian Westbrook, then what are we really doing here? Hey, you know, sometimes you got to figure this technology out, man. I, I was, I was, I'm a kid from the 70s, man. So I'm still trying to figure out how to work these doggone computers from day to day. Right, man. I mean, it's, it's it's a lot different from riding that horse with your son sleeping in your arms, man. Anyway, <laughs> on his farm, Absolutely. man. He got a form of horse farm, man. His son go. His son. He make a deal with his son. He gonna go out there and help him. But instead, his son goes to sleep halfway through the help. <laughs> but we it's might... hard to find good help. What's up, Harry? I like the mustache, man. Hey, B West, you like that? I like yeah. that. Looks good, brother. <laughs> hey, uh, we might as well get this out of the way right Absolutely. now, so we can talk Absolutely. some football because Bar- Barrett Brooks wants to get crown royal from you because he's a he's a big fan as we all are and tell us what it is to be a royal fan what is that all about well listen i mean first of all, i'm gonna i'm gonna hook you guys up with some crown royal. I, i'm gonna get that sent over so you guys gonna have a little cocktail you know here and there but really you know this deal that we've had with crown royal it's been really really special to me and i've been working with them for about four years in there's a few campaigns that Crown Royal has been all about. And first of all, Crown Royal is about community. Well, obviously, that's huge for me, family, and making sure that people can enjoy the entire game day experience. And so the one of the reasons why I began working with them is because they came up with the water break campaign. And what the water break campaign is really is, again, enjoying the whole game day experience. And when you're having your, your cocktails, you're having your beer, whatever you're drinking, they want to make sure that you're drinking responsibly 
and in moderation. And so in order to be able to do that, you have to try to drink some water. You have to stay hydrated. And in order that I, the whole idea is to have a cocktail tail and in between your cocktail to have a, a glass of water, have a bottle of water so that you can enjoy that entire game day, day experience. And it's been really cool. We've gone out to different venues and, and placed water bottles in people's hands in between drinks. But <laughs> we've gone out to tailgating experiences back when the world was open um, and done that as well. And, and that's been really cool. Um, and so it's been a great partnership. And, and I want to tell you one other thing about Crown Royal, and this is really important to me. Again, it's about generosity. It's about giving back. It's about community. Um, we, we started the Purple Bag Project. And really, it was really easy for, for our fans to consume. Well, all you had to do was go on our, on our social media page and put hashtag Purple Bag Project. And after that, Crown Royal was going to fill one of those iconic purple bags with essentials for military workers overseas. So all of our military wow. members, they've receiving purple bags full of essentials overseas. And to date, to the date, um, today, I actually found out this morning that we filled over a million bags of essentials for our military members overseas. And what better a surprise could I have received a day after Veterans Day? And of course, the salute to service month for the NFL being November. It's really cool to hear that. And I'm, I'm glad to have partnered with Crown Royal to kind of continue to push this initiative ahead. That's bravo, bravo. Amazing. Yeah. Now, now look, we're, we're going to break coming up on the radio, but Brian is going to hang with us for another nine minutes or so. So we'll chat in the break and then come back. This is what we do, man. We have the show that is live on the network. So everybody's listening to you on sports map radio across the country. But as you can see, we have Brian up on the stream where people in Philadelphia and beyond are consuming the program here on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. More Brian Westbrook coming up. It is the middle on SportsMap Radio. All right, B. Yeah, That's you're great, still, man. You, That's you're really still cool. live, bro. You're still live. Just so you know, you're still live. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't yeah. want me to get loose in here, man. Yeah, bro, absolutely. Show us a little what you're drinking. Absolutely. We know it's 1136. Maybe you're early. early. <laughs> Harry already had a couple before the show. So No, no, no. I got to drive after the show. I got to go. Oh, I got to drive right. about 45 minutes. So I'm staying cool today. There you go. Moderation yeah. and responsibility. That's all. That's right. About. I absolutely. like the water breaks idea, though. Yeah, B West, that's, that's really a good cool idea. idea. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But a uh, a B West man. So so Miles Sanders being back, what does that equate to you, man? Well, to take some pressure off of Carson. I mean, there, there's been some situations when obviously we've seen Carson force the ball in situations, try to do way too much with the ball in a lot of situations, and I've been as hard on Carson as anybody, especially in the media, and because my expectation for him remain tied. And exactly. when you get a player yep. when, when you when you when you get a player like Miles back, um that just takes the pressure off him. And that it's up to Doug. Uh and it's resp his responsibility is to make sure that um you include that run game. And, and that is the key to victory for so many teams and it should be a key to victory for the Eagles. Get the ball in his hands, allow him to kind of integrate himself into the offense and allow the offense to have some flow and to have some rhythm because these last few weeks Quite honestly, the offense has not had any flow from series to series, from play to play. And a lot of it is because of the run game, but also a lot of it is because Carson has just been so inconsistent in his play and it's been up and down all season long.
Well, another thing that upsets that flow and that rhythm, at least in my opinion, is this forcing Jalen Hurts onto the field. What is your overall thought on how they've utilized that kid thus far? You know, it's tough because there were there was I think it was a couple of games that I want to say against the Giants where they couldn't move the ball at all until Jalen Hurts came into the game. And then they just started moving the ball. And that was kind of the kickstarter that they need. And then there's other situations where they're moving the ball. They bring Jalen Hurts in and he gets a, you know, a sack or a fumble or something crazy and they lose five, 10 yards. And so in order to make the Taysom Hill project type of thing work, you have to have the right rhythm. You have to have the right feel for the game. And I don't know that Doug has developed that rhythm quite yet. And, you know, in years past, I thought Doug has had a great feel for the team. Um, and I, I know he gets the best out of this football team every single year. And they, that's why they continue to fight even with a three, four, and one record. But the feel for the game this year just doesn't seem to be there as a play caller for Doug. And, and maybe that's because of the, the injuries. Maybe that's because um, his skill set has, has kind of regressed just a little bit. But if they want to get back into the mode where they're winning football games, Doug is going to have to regain that feel for the game. And that includes plays with Jalen Hurts. All right, so we'll be joined by the network coming up in 10 seconds. We'll, we'll chat more with Brian Westbrook, who's here courtesy of Crown Royale as well, and get one more thought on the way out as Barrett, you know, is going to try to sneak in just a, a sponsorship or an endorsement. Here we go. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. And Brian Westbrook. That's right. Now, you're everywhere. See you on TV. I know you're here courtesy of the great people at Crown Royale. We'll talk a little more about that before you get out of here, B-West. But at 36 Westbrook is how you can follow him on Twitter. And you're all over the place. Yeah, I got to work. I'm a, I'm a working man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I can't. I'm, I'm a part-time teacher. My, my, I have a couple kids in homeschool. And I'm a gym teacher, an English teacher, a math teacher. And I'm also a a football analyst on the side. So I'm, I'm still doing uh, first things first on Fox Sports 1 on Tuesday and Wednesday in the morning and in the couple of radio spots here and there as well. And so, yeah, we're still doing that. We're still talking football, Eagles football and NFL football. You know, you, you love the game and, and that's kind of, that's what you do when you love the game. You want to talk about it and and uh, share stories and opinions about your some of your favorite players as the season goes on. All right, let me throw one in there before the fellas take over. November 11th, you tweeted this, which is yesterday. Rodgers equals MVP. Aaron Rodgers, to you, is the best quarterback in the NFL. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh -oh. If Aaron Rodgers had the same type of weapons and coach um, as Patrick Mahomes, would, would you see any fall off in that offense? No. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, to me – you have to factor in degree of difficulty. I, you know, I made this comment and I think it still stands up. It was a little bit easier for LeBron than for Giannis this year because LeBron had a number. He has a top three player in Anthony Davis. Giannis, Chris Middleton's a good player. He's he's not he's not he's not Anthony Davis. No, right. And degree of difficulty went to to Giannis and the things that he's been able to do. And so, when I talk about the degree of difficulty, Aaron Rodgers, and just look at the talk around trade deadline time. When you talk about Patrick Mahomes, you talk about Russell Wilson, nobody was like, you know what, they need to get more weapons on their offense. But everybody was like, oh, man, does do the, the Packers need to get another receiver? Can they get somebody on opposite of Devontae Adams? 
that's because their offense needs more weapons. And the other question when you talk about draft time was why are you drafting Jordan Love? Why are you drafting the quarterback and the running back in the second round? You need to help your quarterback get more weapons around him. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers has 24 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes has 25, and he's played one more game. Patrick Mahomes has two. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers has two interceptions. Patrick Mahomes has one. I I mean, the numbers are basically the same, and he has a lot less weapons. You tell me why that's not the MVP. Wow, I just said that too, and then uh, compelling case. Say that. Hold on. (laughs) What I said was, you take if you take Patrick Mahomes out of that offense, you could put somebody else in there, uh, like his backup, and that offense will still run. You take Chad Henney, Aaron Rodgers, Chad Chad Henney. I'm saying you put Chad Henney in that in that in that Chiefs offense, he could still run that offense with the talent that they have on that team with their defense and their offense. Uh, their offensive weapons. Now Brown you take you like, take crowns you have today saying that. No, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> but if you take Russell Wilson out of his offense, or you take a Rod out of his offense and put their backup in, it the team is totally stopped. They won't be able to do anything. You know what I mean? But you could take Mahomes out, and they has a coaching staff and the weapons to still run that offense. They could still be successful. But you couldn't take those two quarterbacks out of their system, and it'd be you know in, in work. You just couldn't do it. Both of their defenses suck, and then those players make those guys look better than what they are. You know, the other big factor that I have to include is the coaching. Andy Reid wants to air the ball out. He wants to get the ball down the field, and, and part of that is because of the weapons that they have. Matt LaFleur wants to be a let's run the ball, run the ball, and then play action pass. It's a different style of offense, different type of mentality offensively the, from Andy Reid to Matt LaFleur out there in Green Bay, and so that, that's part of it as well. They don't want to have to throw the ball 50 times a game um, in Green Bay. Andy Reid has absolutely no problem throwing it 50 times a game if they need to. <laughs> and, and, but, and also, um, you know, I got to change the subject a little bit because, you know, you just said uh, – well, We only have about been, a minute or so, all right? You've been, you said – yeah, I don't know. Here. You've been critical of Carson. What do you think is – what does he do, need to do to go into this the second half of this season to be successful? I mean, it, it's easy to me. I mean, the thought process is, is that – you don't have to win the game on every play. Play for the next series. Play for the next down. Throw the ball away. Take the sack if you got to. Hold on to the football. Stop turning the football over. To me, the idea that he has to be this gunslinger, that he's the smartest guy in the room, that he can't take criticism, that that's nonsense. That's not how you play in the NFL. In the NFL, you, you, you play to your strengths. Your strengths are trying to get the ball to the guys around him. The other part of that is once you're out of the game, back in the classroom, now you have to take that criticism. Now you have to understand, here are the things that you're doing bad, and this is how you get better. If you're able to do that, then you can become a better player. We see too many times where Carson, um, he, we see that he has the skills to be effective, and then he, regret, he regresses and goes back to being this player that thinks he has to be North Dakota State Carson Wentz. This is the NFL. Those things don't normally work here. Awesome. Brother, it's great to see you prospering, continue to shine, continue to rep this city. You know we love you. And it's just amazing, man, to see what you're doing again with Crown Royale. And, and one more time, if you'd like to just throw out anything that is pertinent from the water breaks to what's happening, raising awareness, as you've mentioned, being a family man and understanding the importance of the message for Crown Royale and Brian Westbrook today. Here's a, a few pointers. You know, we're all trying to survive 2020. We're just trying to get out of the dog <laughs> one year and get to next year. Um, what's important to you, community, family, being responsible, 
um, but also making sure that you enjoy the most as you can, the best you can. That's important to myself. And obviously that's important to Crown Royal as well. I thank you guys so much for having me. I got to come back on the show sometime, man. Hey, Especially yeah, man. Since, since Harry has his mustache going, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, getting your endorsement on the mustache is, is the best thing that's happened to me in 2020. <laughs> love it, man. Love it. Good to have you face. Be West, we love you, man. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks, Brian. That's Brian Westbrook, the great Brian Westbrook. <laughs> and we appreciate that. Now, I, I want to just switch gears if I can real quick because we've got about six or seven minutes before we break and then wrap the hour. But this is a difficult, like this is difficult no matter who you are, no matter what level of golf you play. But when you are the odds on favorite to win the masters, and this is pretty much summing up the start of your day Oh. Not good. Not good for people like me who bet him. Not this good for Bryson. This is Bryson DeChambeau right here. Just trying to get out of it, man. Oh. As Brian Westbrook said, just trying to get out of 2020. This is this is all of us right here trying to get out of 2020. Look at this. It's oh, my boy. Oh, okay. All right. That is bad. But no, hold on. Because that's how I was shooting the other day, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, what all I'm, that's all I'm used to. Trust me. <laughs> He's plus two through four holes, apparently. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how he comes back from that. I mean, it's po it's possible. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, this is this is yeah. rough. That well, is a rough start to the day for a guy who was the odds-on favorite by a little bit. You know, they they have a saying: you you can lose the Masters on Thursday. You can't win the Masters right. on Thursday, but you can surely lose it. Mm. Yeah. Now, Marie you know. DeBooth is, says, Harry the Bear Maze with the porn stash. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Love it, man. Love uh, it. Full-on endorsement by Westbrook, and now that thing is never coming off. It's never coming off. i got to no. tell the wife today. <laughs> That's who you are now forever. Exactly. Stash. Yep. See, I mean, that was the biggest endorsement of the day. It wasn't even Crown Royal. It was... No question. No question. I mean, it's amazing now. Amazing. I mean, that that stash right now, man. Even 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 with our little uh, our little what it, the, our little um, you know uh, what do you, what do you call it? What the three of us are our anime, whatever it is. Oh, the I love the logo. I love the picture. I love the mustache. Oh, they had, like yeah. the cartoon logo. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, the yeah. logo. Yeah, the mustache is all that, bro. Yeah, you right. Keep it what now. you'll see, and I'm not going to play the full one. The, the, the middle. The middle. Like that. If Look you at that stash. Yes, yeah, exactly. You yeah, you that? saw that stash. Like that stash is who Harry is now. This, right. this is who you are now, Harry. Mace. That's, that's right. Like it now, or not. We're, well, I'd we're, walk told past by, we're told by Ron Culver that the group warming up that might have made it to the tee. Well, no, their tee time was 7.33. The Bryson group was 7.33. Play was suspended at 7.35. Mm-hmm. So we already know Bryson has a little prima donna in him. And mm -hmm. I wonder if that was enough to rattle him to the point where he was just off a little bit. And now we're seeing the result of that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he's, you know, he was warming up the entire time until they blew the horn. And every time they'd show him, he was just whacking drivers. Like, yeah. just yeah, yeah, hitting yeah. And, and he's not even playing the big 48-inch driver eight time that we'd heard so much about. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, that's good though. I I thought because it's a Brett, like you know, and and you can explain this better than me. But you know, it, it would be like 
I guess to put it in context of something that more people could understand, it would be like going to Dick's or Athlete's Foot or something and buying a fresh pair of cleats. And the first time you put those cleats on would be, you know, at a football game. Now, granted, Bryson would be able to practice and all of that, but to go mm-hmm. out with a brand new piece of equipment of a tournament of this magnitude, it had me a little nervous betting him. So I actually felt better that he went back to the club he normally uses, but it doesn't help because he's already <laughs> two over. Right. Jeez. Yeah, my guy Xander Shoffley, three under through three holes. Yeah, I got him in actually, a four. Uh, he's three four. Finish. Xander has been just consistent, but you know we we've got like Tiger was out, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got a couple of people. When is when is his um? Woods is, is he's on the course. He's actually yeah. through three holes. He's even. right. Yeah. Right. So he's even. He's hanging, which is fine, and that's kind of what you want from Tiger Woods if if you think he can hang around here. I can't imagine he hasn't missed a cut here as a pro, so I can't imagine that he would miss the cut. He knows the course and plays it so well, but. A lot of eyes on Tiger Woods this weekend, as expected. No yeah, no doubt. He, he got to keep that uh, green jacket an extra six or seven months, too. His fifth. <laughs> That's right. It got delayed. <laughs> yeah. That's why. And speaking of which, how about that spread that he had the other night? Oh, the, the champion's the dinner? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you have? He had sushi, right? And he had fajitas. What a combo. <laughs> But that, yeah, yeah. It was like this roll, like this shrimp tempura roll with flakes on it. I mean, it, it was really oh, good. It looked good. The sushi looked good. Yes. Yeah. It looked insane. That would be, I would load up on that. Mm-hmm. Not to say I wouldn't eat the other stuff, but I feel like I would be loading up on that. I'd like, load up in the sushi and the wine because they have an unbelievable wine cellar that, you know, they he had some rare bottles of wine for the, uh, for the dinner too. Mm. So. I'm, yeah. I'm not a wine guy, man. You're not? not no, it's just not Crown Royal. That's it. Just just give me some brown, baby. <laughs> give me that brown. And if it's, brown liquor. Yeah, not I mean, red it, wine, brown liquor. That's right. Yeah, man. I mean, I, every once in a while, I bust into a, a dirty Shirley with a Lavaca, but mm-hmm. it's my thing, man. The seven, mm-hmm. You know what? My seven to seven has to be one of the best drinks ever. Seven to seven. And everybody, every time I ask for seven to seven, I'm at a bar, they'll be like, this is an old man's drink. That's a yep. Seagram seven and seven up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an old man's drink. Just, right. just, just serve it, man. Just, yes, just get it. Next, you asking for a, a vodka and Zima? <laughs> right. A Zima? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Zima. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, wrap the hour coming up next. It is the middle. You're listening to the middle, watching the middle, consuming the middle. We're on PhillyVoice.com/slash the middle, and of course. You watch the stream on phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.
Okay, we're back in two minutes. So we got uh, you guys got uh, Big Mullen coming on today for OT. Yeah, we'll do that at OT. Um, we hope. <laughs> we hope. I got to send the invite now to uh, the dudes at the tour junkies. Yeah, which guy's coming on with us? Uh, DB. DB. Right? Okay. Figure you would know since you guys did stuff with him, right? Yeah, it was only like two. It was like for two weeks. So I think they did two hits. Okay. They come on on Wednesday, and then, you know, it just started right before we got zipped. So we really didn't get to develop like a, a great chemistry yet. Got it. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I wasn't sure how much it was, like how much stuff you guys did. Hey, B West is on a lot of platforms, man. You got yeah. a lot going on, doesn't he? Yeah, man. Hey, got to do it that way. I know. You know. Uh, so how are you gonna play golf after you uh, after you get through? No, I, I got to do. I got to drive down to Garnet Valley, mm-hmm. which is like forty five minutes away, and then do a podcast, and then for like forty five minutes, and then at three I'm jumping on for the first half hour or so with Sean Brace on the Gambler, mm-hmm. and then I'm done. Yeah, and I got to drive home. I have to be down at, at 20. Tallarita was asking me to come down. I'm trying, but it's it's tough to come from here. It's a long way. The Garnet Valley and yeah. to to downtown. Right. <laughs> what what do you have to do downtown? We do props and locks. Oh, you tape do you tape that? No, that's live. Oh, it's live. Yes, oh, okay. Seven o'clock. Okay. Seven o'clock. We are live each and every Thursday. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, thanks again to Brian Westbrook at 36 Westbrook. Always fun to catch up with an old friend here. Good. Yeah, dude. so how about that? He's going he's gonna to hook us all up with a little crown. There we yeah, go. But- we have to make sure. Here's the thing. This I'm glad you brought that up. Where does he send it? If he sent it to Barrett's house, we we're not going to see it. it. Yeah, no. we're we're done. Right. You and know if, what? We'll you know what we'll get at a time. We'll get the empty purple sacks that we can put right. golf tees and you know golf balls in. For I'll put our some trunk. in there. I'll put some golf mm-hmm. tees and golf. No, balls. I don't need golf tees. Right. right. <laughs> you get them for free at his club when he walks in. Jeez. But hey, here's a couple purple sacks for you guys. You can oh, use them, uh, put them in your golf bag. <laughs> Thanks. Unbelievable. <laughs> now, to be fair, if it's sent to Harry's house, it won't go anywhere. I don't know right. if drink it, but it'll just sit exactly right. in the same spot. And then here, I'm just going to wear you down, bitching about how I have to send it and go to some FedEx locally and send it so that you guys get it because Barrett will be wearing me down like, hey, where's the crown, man? Where's right. the, man? Where's the crown, man? Are you serious? You'd be like, are you serious, man? You want me to send it today? Today? I'm like, yes, man. Send it today. Yes. Yes, man. Exactly. Like, what right. are we waiting on? What are we doing here? We're celebrating the, I finished the table. So right. we need, we need to celebrate with some crown. It's going well, how pretty far good, away are you from that table being finished? Uh, I'm about, see, it has a cure. It, when I poured the, um, the epoxy and I poured the epoxy in last, oh, yesterday morning. And it has the cure for uh, 72 hours before I can mess with it. Hmm. 
So I let it cure and then I'll take it over to a um, I'll take it over to a, 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 a wood mill and have them plane it, you know, really, really nice, plane it down to so it's an even level. Then I'll varnish it, stain it, you know, stain it, then throw some uh, epoxy. I mean, it, 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 this is a clear epoxy you put over top of it, so it makes it shine, makes mm. it really nice. Mm. Okay. It's an update. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Aton, what is it looking like this Saturday for college football? How many games are actually going to be played? Do we know? Well, we actually had a cancellation that came down yesterday with Maryland and Ohio State. Mm. It looks as if the only real – we'll talk about this coming up. I also have this stat that – Barrett's not going to like. No, not going right. to like at all. We also have the second hour, Tour Junkies is going to join us. Also down at 1490 AM Sports Betting Radio in Atlantic City. So we can talk about what's happening right now in the course and also looking forward to the next couple of days of the Masters. Fake news. It's a Thursday with Ron Culver. Overtime. All right. John McMullen is going to step in for Harry in overtime. We've got a lot of things happening here. But, yes, the cancellations, which we can hit on right now in the break, it looks like a bunch of games. Now, to be fair to the entire schedule, you'll have football, but – there is definitely a lot of in the SEC that has been hit. Hmm. All right. So, you know, Florida is really the only ranked game right now going on in the SEC. Arkansas, Florida at seven. Yeah. 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 Notre Dame, BC has not been affected, right? It has not. No. Okay. So if you look at some, like, for example, Wisconsin, Michigan mm -hmm. is still going on. Wisconsin's only a four, now four and a half. Yeah. That's a night game, too. Correct. So that's yeah. at Michigan, Michigan State, that game going on as well as we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, they host Indiana at noon. That's a exactly. nooner. So the state of Michigan seems OK to play those games. Marshall in West Virginia, as well as I think, well, is West Virginia on the road? No, West Virginia is at home. OK. Uh, hosting TCU. Remember, that was the game that's I right. told you guys about a short line. I thought the line was a little short. That's right. So. I mean, now, now these games are being canceled because of uh, COVID cases or just the mere fact that um, the, the cities or the, or the or the towns these guys no. are playing in. And to be fair, only one game was canceled. That right. was the Ohio State Maryland game. The SEC okay. just postponed. So those games okay. will be played. It looks like the Maryland Ohio State game has been flat out canceled. Maryland's okay taking that hmm. hit of not playing that game. But to answer your question, Everything has been one team related. So Maryland, for example, had a bunch of cases and they just pulled out. They said, mm -hmm. "Just we're canceling the game." So, a I think it was A and M had the cases, and then so it's one team. But that's what's happened is these teams have been hit by eighteen, nineteen, twenty type cases, where some of it might even be just because of somebody in contact, maybe not even testing positive, but on that list. Yeah, you're like screw it. We just have to. We have to postpone everything. And Penn State, Nebraska, right now is still on. That's, that, on. that's a nooner as well. That's a that's going to be pretty competitive. Yeah, you, so that's, that's fifty five games have been postponed. Thirty four have been just outright canceled this year. Hmm. Now think of the difference, right? The NFL has had one instance in right. which the game had to move from one week to another. We've seen game. We've seen a Tuesday night game. We've seen a doubleheader on a Monday. Right? We've seen that. But correct me if I'm wrong, the Titans, and who was it, the Titans-Ravens? What was that game? But the Titans game was the only game 
that was actually moved to a different week. Titan now, Steelers. It was Titan Steelers. Yeah. Titan Steelers. Yeah. Titan Steelers. Everything else has been intact. Now it's not like one or the other. I just think now part of me, I don't know. I'll go full conspiracy theory on you here. But do you think do you think that there is something? Mm, I don't know. I don't even want to push it there. No, it's all right. That's fine. But as far <laughs> you, as, you can't say it. you got you got to at least say what you're going to say now. Well, I, I wonder if like I wonder if guys in the NFL had to sign something, not any like NDA or anything like that. But I wonder if there was something that even was almost like put in front of them to where there was a major threat of if you don't, you know, if you get sick or if you contract this, then you're screwed. But, you know, we've seen a couple of people pop up and it hasn't been the Titans was the only thing that really hit it. That's why I didn't want to go full conspiracy theory on you. But the NFL has not had to move anything. That's why. Mm -hmm. Like the NFL has not had to move anything at all, despite other sports, even in bubbles like MLB trying to do in the playoffs. Just well, see of course, yeah, they have something in place. You know, I mean, they gave you an option to opt out, you know, with no, you know, with no penalties to you so of course they had to sign something saying all right if you catch this from not you know um being on the up and up and and, and protecting yourself then you know they, they probably do have something that they don't have to pay your salary or something like that i know they have um stuff in us that they, if you don't if you ride a motorcycle right you get hurt on your motorcycle yeah. your contract's no longer yeah, there's clauses in the that. contracts yeah. yeah maybe it was so, maybe it was something in the opt-out where it's like if you didn't opt out you had to sign that you opted in and by signing right you opted in you're, you're basically saying if you get sick you're sacrificing a lot right right like if you get if you're the only one that gets sick and nobody else around you gets sick then that's something that you know you were a part of that you exposed yourself to it you know so uh, I mean, of course, they try to, you know, cover their ass. You know, that's that's mm. basically what they're doing. They're going to cover it. But, I mean, it's, it's incredible that they don't – I mean, even if the, they roll out a team like the 49ers rolled out, you know, with nobody out there, or even what uh, what the uh, Los Angeles did. I mean, uh, I mean, Las Vegas did. Right. You know, their, their whole offensive line was out for a minute. The Bears are talking about empty purple sacks. Seriously. <laughs> Who's that? On the comments. On I'm the comments. It out now. Look at this. And we can uh, hit on this again as we'll have a little more time, but we'll be back with the network in about 90 seconds. Since 2009, there have been six. No, pardon me. Since 2009, how many teams that started 8-0 and have gone on to win the Super Bowl? Zero. Zero. None. None. Since well, 78, six teams have won the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. But none since 2009. So that's mm -hmm. a pretty big shift right there. And we know that rules have changed and stuff along those lines. But the bottom line is, is that that's 11 years that we've seen a team that could start 8-0 and and not win the Super Bowl. So that means the Steelers are out of luck, Barrett. <laughs> right. <laughs> didn't Miami Miami won Miami didn't they didn't win a Super Bowl that year, did they? What seventy two? Yeah. Yeah, they beat the Reds. I mean, no. well, no, the year after they went undefeated, right? Here we go. I'll explain it a little media. bit better. I think that was partly my explanation. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Rocket can.
Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Right, we just brought this up real quick in the break, and let me read it in a more comprehensible manner because I, I think I butchered it. I'm just going to read you the Action Network tweet verbatim and stop trying to interpret it and then regurgitate it with my own words. There's don't no, improvise here. Yeah, there's no plagiarism. I, I don't think I could be hit for plagiarism on this. I'm even crediting the tweeter, in this case, the Action Network. Eight and O teams that have won the Super Bowl since 1978 is the question. Six dash and none since 2009. Mm. None since two. So we've seen since 1978, six, eight and O teams win the Super Bowl, but none have done it since 2009. That is a very scary stat for Barrett Brooks, Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, ask, ask, uh, ask Brady. When they, yeah. they, uh, they went almost undefeated. They lost their last game to, to the Giants, I guess. Wasn't that in 07? Yep. That was, oh, the 07? that was the 07 year, I believe, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Uh, 07, that was the year, they, yeah, the Giants. 07 and, and 11, the they faced yeah. the Giants in the, the Super first Bowl. First one, right. First and one. Of course, the Dolphins were 14-0 you know, in the regular season or whatever back in 72, went on to win the Super Bowl, beat the Redskins. And then the next year, I believe they came back and won the Super Bowl again. Right. But they weren't undefeated, but they, I think they beat Minnesota in right. 73. Yep. Yep. Twenty-eight yeah. teams since '66 have started eight and zero. Of the twenty-seven to start the season, eight and zero all made the playoffs. Fifteen made the Super Bowl. But then again, since 2010, if you look at the 2009 season, 2010 bowl, all nine teams that started eight and zero failed to win the Super Bowl. The last team, do you know who it was? To win a title after an eight and zero start. And this might add a little bit more ammunition to the counter side. It was the very year before we're mentioning. It was the 2009 Super Bowl, the 2009 Saints. Oh, they beat the Colts. Yes. Yeah. After that, nobody's been able to do it. Nobody. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Might be time to fade that Steelers Super Bowl win. Uh-oh. Nah, put your money on it. This is the Chiefs. No, put, I, put I, your money on them. Put your money on them. Barrett Brooks, Big Ben, right now. Put the mortgage on the Steelers winning the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. I think we have to go Chiefs at this point. I mean, that stat alone would tell you to bet Kansas City. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny, man, because um, you might. I mean, you have something. You have something there because uh, I can remember the year before we went. Um, well, we won our first game. We lost the second game to. Uh, to the Ravens and they knocked out Maddox and Ben big Ben ripped off 13 straight games. And then we mm. got into the, then we got out to the, the um, AFC championship game against the dreaded Patriots. Mm. That's the Eagles were seven and one through their first eight games when they won yep. the Super Bowl. Yeah. They, and we, lost. we ended up beating them. We beat them too. We beat, mm. we beat the Eagles and we beat the Patriots earlier that year. Also smashed them. All right. Now, if you went back to Pittsburgh, Barrett, and wanted to get on the field to watch the game, would you be kicked off the field like you were at Kansas State? Absolutely not. No? In fact, no, I, w- I, mean, I wouldn't get kicked off. I mean, I could go down there. and I'd probably be up there talking to the coach and, you know, rubbing elbows. You know, that's just <laughs> how that organization is run. Yeah. The only thing is 
I wouldn't be down on the field. I'd be up in the in the owner's box. Oh, oh. Right. drinking, yeah. drinking Crown Royal. Right. Here we go. <laughs> They'd have red wine for you there. You'd be like, nope, brought my own. Sorry, brought my own purple sack. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that ownership well, that, there, man, is you know unbelievable. That Great purple people. sack. Now I know why you like Crown Royal because it matches your Kansas State golf bag. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you'd have a couple of those purple sacks tied and hanging from your bag. And 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 don't be mad that I had a purple telescope rod that I used in the my fishing rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you had everything all purple, everything purple. <laughs> Absolutely, I have no doubt about that. Right. <laughs> From your shoes to your fishing pole. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, Aton, yeah. Saturday night in the Pac-12. Pac-12 Saturday night game looks like a good one. Utah, UCLA, very short oh. line in that game. Is that right? Yeah, two and a half, three, three points. Utah favored at LA. Chip Kelly. You like that? Chip Kelly speed. At home? I like watching it. I'll watch it. Yeah, it'll be. What's that total? 65? 59 and a half. Okay, it's a little lower than I thought. Hmm. That'd be a fun game to watch. You're right. That's Saturday night? night? Saturday night at 1030. Yeah, because the other game, like the the main, the national game is going to be. Now that things have been shut down, that's actually on Fox, 1030 at night. Look mm-hmm. at that. Uh, the 7, 730. I mean, is it going to be? Oh, ABC is Wisconsin, Michigan. Right. Okay. And then CB. Oh, no. ESPN has the Florida, Arkansas game. No pits for Florida, looks like. So that's why I jumped on Arkansas. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So a funny tweet, and it's accurate, and that's why I love it, because it's funny and true. Now, Norm, this is breaking my rule here of reading a tweet and mentioning who it's from, because if you have more than four digits after your name, I'm assuming that you are planted by the powers that be. Hmm. But Michael, with a bunch of numbers after, tweets, we've all been there, and I've liked it, so you can look at that at Shander Show at Harry Mays to you at B Brooks 72 NBCS on the program here. We've all been there in response to that tweet showing the video of Bryson. And on the surface, you're like, oh, yeah, laughing, because as Barrett aptly put, all three of us probably had a shot or two like that the other day when we went out at Huntington Valley. But the difference is a shot like that for us happens way more often than a shot like that for Bryson. So I would trade half, like I would cut the distance in half from me to somebody like that on TV just and and accept a shot or two. Now, you're playing for big money in the majors. That's one thing, huge money like that. But I don't feel sorry for guys who routinely shoot below par when that er- happens every now and again. I feel sorry for Harry, who blows a hole up, or for Barrett, who's on his 10th shot, or mm-hmm. for me, who's thrown a club. That's who I feel sorry for. Exactly. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for Bryson. No. No. Nor should you. Like I said, man, we're talking about a, their their skill is my luck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All uh, Golf is just, just luck to me. Just straight luck. They have a skill set, man. 
It's hard for him to make mistakes, mistakes like that. It's hard. That's crazy. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds now, Play Action Real wants to know if we watch UFC. I do not. What about you guys? If well, it's on, I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm biased in that John Anik is is an old college buddy, so I, I try and, and support and watch him just because I think he's a fantastic announcer. But I, I can't say that I'm versed in it to know as far as odds and, and who places, I will say this, what I do, and, and this has worked. It's it's, I don't know why this even came up. I imagine there's a big fight or maybe some news going on and we could track anecdote if need be, but I did do this for like six or seven weeks straight when I was doing a Saturday show right here on this network, sports map radio, where it would be leading into the evening events. So we would have huge UFC stuff. This was in the summer. We'd have big UFC stuff happening on Saturday night. And mm -hmm. what we would do is we would find a three-slash-four fight parlay. And what we would do is we would take fighters who were minus 300 or better, so three to one or better, like heavy odds. In some cases, you'd find these fights where you'd have you know some woman coming in there like minus 1,000 because she's going to knock the chin off the other fighter. And what we would do is we would stay away from any scenario where the dog was under or technically above 200. Mm -hmm. So we would take a, a favorite that was minus 300 or higher and pit them up with a dog that was plus 200 or better. Because what would happen is you would find these fighters, one fighter would be like minus 300 and the other fighter would be plus 187. And guess who won? Anybody below the 200. So that's mm -hmm. all I know about the UFC right there. In a nutshell, wow, nothing about fighting or no. or, or, or grappling he, or anything. No, Just he knows an announcer <laughs> and he knows the odds. Correct, that's it. Okay, you know, what about you, Barrett? On brand, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I watch it when it's on. You know, flicking through the channels. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get the, I don't order the fights. I don't, I don't do that. But. You don't seek it out. It sounds no, like. I don't. But if it's it in front of you, you might pay attention. Oh, I love it. You know, yeah. I mean, even when I'm scrolling through my phone on social media and I see. You know, I see a fight on there. I'll stick on that fight. And next thing you know, it's like an hour later because I'm just watching the, you know, the fights go through, you know, the best knockouts and, you know, you know, the best uh, chokehold, you know, rear deck chokehold, all those type of things. I'll just Highlight. keep watching. Highlight. Yeah. yeah. All that. Okay. Ken Jennings is plus 100. That's one to one. So to, to replace Trebek. Correct. Pat Sajak is behind mm. George Stephanopoulos. And Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who? The scientist. Come on, you know Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, I don't. You'd know him if you saw him. I would. He's like a suit. Yeah, he's like, he's probably the only scientist you would recognize. If you uh, who's that? Him. What's that? Who, who's you saying? Neil deGrasse Tyson is plus 1,400. Pat Sajak is plus 1,600. That Those are your odds. Uh, Stephanopoulos, I don't know why or how. Stephanopoulos is in this outside of him pushing his agent. Yeah. Come on, let me let me get in there. Let me do this. Let me do this. Oh, yeah, I know Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I've never yeah. seen him before. I just Googled him. Well, he's just well, Oh, you never seen he's way too damn smart. He knows stuff yeah. about the universe, you know, billions of miles away. He's an astrophysicist. Correct. Right. Yeah. Now he's he's got he does a bunch of stuff on, you know, he he does podcasts, he does some uh, digital stuff, but he's basically as Barrett put it perfectly, he's too smart. You, what you what about to... Ryan Seacrest? Is he on the odds? He's too dumb. Yeah, <laughs> Seacrest is great, like he's a producer, but look what he produces. 
Mm. Ryan Seacrest produces the Big Mac version of television, mm -hmm. which is just uh, a 60 cent patty that's mass produced to the public. That's With what, special sauce, though. Well, yeah, this, that's what separates it from the Whopper. Harry. Right. Who's Laura Coates? Do you know who Laura Coates is? She's plus 1,800 alongside Seacrest, Tom Bergeron, and Alex Faust. Oh, Bergeron. I could see Bergeron getting that gig. You could? Yeah, I could. Why? He's got a good agent. Oh, is that it? Does he have yeah. an agent? Yeah. Who's Bergeron? Tom Bergeron? Home videos? Yeah, he does a lot of those Fancy kind of shows. With the stars? Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I you watch dancing. No, I'm not. No, I don't watch it. I just know who he is. Question. I'm just saying, like, I, I guess that would be the transition is somebody who is hosting. At least he's a host. Mm -hmm. But again, that's I don't think game show hosts will work here. No, no, I, I don't. Well, neither would Stephanopoulos. Well, right. That's why you take Stephanopoulos out. Wolf Blitzer out. Now, to be mm -hmm. fair, Blitzer's plus 2,800. That's a 28 to one long shot. Howie Mandel is not going to work. No. Al no. Michaels is 66 to one. What about Mike Missanelli? <laughs> well, is, is he going to be available? He's a game show. He likes to do the game show stuff. Well, I think he's doing a radio show for what we know, right? Yeah, I know, but they only tape these shows like every so, you know, like they do them all like in a week and then, you, you know, they let them run. Hmm. What do you think his odds would be? I don't know. Is he somewhere in between LeVar Burton and Jane Lynch? Jane Lynch. Yeah, Jane Lynch is a 25 to one shot. <laughs> Meanwhile, LeVar Burton, Reading Rainbow. What a great show. And of course, fame from Star Trek. Wasn't he on one of those Star Treks? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, you know, he had the eyes. Just I'm telling the, you. What about Drew Carey? Drew was on here at 33 to 1. But again, yeah. these, these people, like, Drew Carey is good at what he does. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey has. Oh, he's great. He's amazing. And he, but think about it. Like, there is no ability to interact with people the way in which Harvey interacts with contestants on Family Feud like you would be able to on, on Jeopardy. Well, Drew already has his own show anyways, right? Drew Carey? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, I think he's still doing Price, Price is Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleveland but, guy, huh? Like, yeah. these, these guys are really good. Wayne Brady with Let's Make It. Oh, he's deal. great. Yeah, right. he's great. Pete Harvey, Drew Carey, and Pat Sajak. These guys are great because they're they're quick. They're really quick, and they're mm -hmm. smart. But they're dealing with every man, every woman. Like, they're dealing with people like you and I, and that's what I think is so relatable, where it's like if one of us were on a game show, the conversation we would have would be like, oh, that person with Steve Harvey or that person with Pat Sajak. Mm -hmm. On Jeopardy, you're dealing with three super awkward people. Now, they're right. super smart, yeah. but they're super awkward. It's I would not be able to do it. No, and, and that's yeah. what Trebek was a genius about, was being able to be the bridge between awkward and entertaining. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and, and that's the problem. It. You're right. I mean, you, you just can't. I mean, them me telling them about an MEB Blitz or something like that, they wouldn't know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I want <laughs> or if I the name. We'll hit fake news coming up. Our buddies from the Tour Junkies are going to join us in 19 minutes, talk a little more about what's happening here with the majors. One more, and I got to give credit because he actually likes it as a long shot. And he's done really well by me on college football. But Action Network's Michael Calabrese, local guy here at East Breeze,
He loves Neil Patrick Harris as an outside 25 to one shot. Mm. Now it's right in. Could yes, but is that just because of the Doogie Hauser stuff? Like we don't know how smart or wasn't like, he in, uh, married your mother or whatever too? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. which is you know an LCD type comedy, so that doesn't do him yeah. favors to host an intelligent game show. I mean, he played a doctor on TV. Don't you have to be smart to play a doctor? I think that's the general perception, right? Yeah. They're talking about Dookie Hauser. Dookie. Right? Yeah. yeah. Dookie. Not Dookie Hauser. <laughs> Hauser. You lost me at, 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 at Dookie. Can you? Doodle Hauser? No, I'm not going with that. Him. That's something right out of Russo. Yeah. Ah, that, that Dookie, that Dookie like, Hauser. <laughs> can you imagine Neil Patrick Harris gets it, and then Russo goes on this rant for two hours. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You got the uh, Dookie Hauser. <laughs> Jeez, fake news coming up next with Rod Culver. You're listening to The Middle. You're watching The Middle. Phillyvoice.com slash The Middle and across all sports map radio platforms. The, 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 middle. the Middle. You want to talk about a guy who's been taken care of. Now, he's not making Sam Bradford money. Sam Bradford's like a walking hedge fund. I look up to him. He was the last first rounder to get that ridiculous money before they put a cap on it. Yeah. And he made every single penny of every contract that he signed. I know we're tearing statues down around the country. They should build one to Sam Bradford. <laughs> the Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. The, 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 middle. the middle. Hey, don't worry about it. Cam Newton says there's no reason to panic. I'm not even panicking. Like, I've skipped panic. I've just given up. How are we supposed to take this team seriously? There's just no sizzle to Cam Newton with hoodie. Belichick has become really a non-factor in my life. You know, he used to be <laughs> the thorn in my back. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, you know, I should have two Super Bowls right now, and he stole one of them by cheating. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, about that, Bryson DeChambeau just took a double. Yeah. Yeah, on 13. 13. Well, then he teed off the back, so that's the par five. Yep. That's so, the one he was supposed to hit in two. Yeah. He was supposed to seven. destroy that hole. Now, I I, I talked to uh, Ryan Ballinger last night on the show because he Oh, the guy that blew us off? Yeah. yeah. Um, And he said that Bryson's not carrying anything lower than a seven. Yeah, I could see that. So he's got a driver and maybe a three wood. Mm -hmm. And then he has a three wood. Yeah. yeah. So then seven, seven, eight, nine wedges. And a bunch of wedges. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, why did that guy blow us off? Did he ever say? No, no, no. He, it was he didn't blow us off. It, I needed to get him the link, and he didn't he didn't get it on DM until it was too late. And then by the time I tried to bring him back on, we just couldn't work it. All right, the master schedules one to five thirty today and tomorrow mm. on ESPN. So we're already going to miss a lot. Like we're missing all of Bryson, unless they're going to show it. You are listening to Golf the Channel well. on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage, live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Fake news with Ron Culver. He's got three stories. One of them is fake. And it's our job to determine which one it is. He got us last week. Oh, no, Barrett stepped up. Yeah. Barrett stepped up and saved the show last well, you week. Know, I, I, realized, I realized something that could work in your favor, where at least one of you always gets a story right since there's three. Yeah, but we're not going to do that and basically spray like Bryson across the golf course and say, okay, Harry, you take one, I take two, Barrett takes three. I mean, the yeah. idea is that we're somewhat in unison, but yeah, I guess technically we could. Like if you start beating us up day in and day out, I guess we could do that as some sort of last line of defense. Mm-hmm. But that would be cheap. Yeah, I agree. Cheap yeah. is a great way to put it. All right, my friend. All right, you ready? Yes. Spain has done it again. They have found a way to botch yet another classic art restoration job. You remember that uh, uh, painting? Yes. These well, guys they, may not have, though. They found a way to one-up it and botched another classic art restoration job, ruining a priceless piece of art. What painting were you referring to in the past? Man, I'm not sure what the painting was called, but they, they hired a restoration artist to redo the face. Because mm-hmm. you know, after some time, the paint starts to fade a little bit or yeah. away. So they hired someone to redo the face. And you can clearly tell that this person was not a trained classical art artist. Hmm. Okay. So this time, they, Why would they do that? This time they uh, redid a sculpture. And uh, it's beyond laughable. All right. All right. Any questions? No. It's a okay. weird story. Yep. Okay. Which means it might be true to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Especially, but here's the thing, especially since we've already seen something similar to this, but mm-hmm. carry on, please. Story number two. You may continue. <laughs> a woman was kicked off a plane yesterday, or actually she, a woman forced the plane to land yesterday, uh, emergency landing, after she threw up on herself, decided to deep pants since she couldn't be wearing uh you know, pants, clothes, but throw up on it, and then proceeded to fight with flight attendants and passengers. Wow. Well, what was the fight about? Her throwing up. Her throwing up and uh, running, you know, being half naked on a plane. They're probably telling her to put her clothes back on or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, the, this what? woman, if if she were fill in the blank, whoever you find the most attractive. What did she look like? Is, yeah, yeah, exactly. If she's Matilda. Right. Nobody's saying put your pants back on. Exactly. Or if she there is, a, it's I mean, one idiot ruining girl, it for the rest that, of us. Does that count? If I say she was like uh, in her in her 20-ish? Mm, I've seen beautiful and I've seen non-beautiful yeah. people in their 20s. The age doesn't Your matter. Is that you've seen fire and you've seen rain. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, my friend. <laughs> so I, I'm just curious. Was that the beef? Was that the specific beef, which is, hey, because 
at, at the very least, if you have vomit on your clothing and you take it off, at least you can kind of roll it up and put it somewhere. If you're just sitting there on the seat and you can't move and you've got a pile of vomit on you, I would think that's worse, right? Than de-panting? Um, sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, if I mean, I'm just trying to get a visual here. I don't want a visual. Well, don't. Yeah, that's. I'm mm. just saying. On to the next. If it's lesser of the two evils, then I'd rather sit next to somebody without pants and right. they put away the clothes in which yeah. of question. That's and all. Because yeah, because those clothes would smell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm just. Well, saying. you're wearing a mask. That doesn't help. That for doesn't smell. help. You Why can. Smell, I, if that? I can smell somebody not brushing their teeth seven so feet away in, from me. Along those lines, would you be wishing for COVID at that moment if that person didn't de pants? I'd be wishing to just and, be and hit in the head. Your, lose your sense of smell. Yes. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> what is the condition where you lose your sense of smell and your vision? Because I'd sign up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the third story? A boy's mentor spent most of his life training and building up this kid only to die before he got to see him graduate. Wait, what is this? What? This sounds said, like a movie. It's not a movie. <laughs> it said, uh, boy, this boy's mentor, right? It's a kid from Ireland. Mm -hmm. his, his mentor trained him up to do, do really great things, to do everything he possibly could, but died, unfortunately, before he got to see him accomplish you know, to graduate. Gra like, okay. What makes this story weird or, or crazy or like that? Why does it, it have to be weird and crazy? Why can't it just be tragic? Okay. Well, get what, on, Ron. What was he growing up get to on. do? Like, what there, was, there you go. That's probably a better question. I, you know, he was growing up to uh, take the mentor's place, obviously. To Mentor, do what? what though? Are we talking about a, a karate sensei? Like, what's going on here? What, right. what are we talking about? What, you you got to go straight to a movie. Are we talking about playing the trombone? How about that? Is that better? No, it's uh, it's more of a, a, a cult type of thing. I don't mm. know. I don't dive into cult worlds. But this is in Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thoroughly flummoxed. I'm out on this story. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> totally out on this story yeah i just i don't get like i i need specifics as far as why yeah, it's too vague yes yes and i feel like if ron gave a specific he might give it away hmm. yeah that's the problem that if i do give it a, if i do get into two specifics then you guys will know it's a real story all right now this isn't like hugh grant <laughs> or something hmm. no but speaking of hugh did you hear his COVID thing he went to great detail about what he went through it's kind of embarrassing. yeah yeah he did he shared for some reason he shared it all um let's see story one i think is real story three i feel like would be real simply because you're tiptoeing around detail mm -hmm. not so, really no i don't know i'm being very vague today <laughs> the reason why is because i can i'm seeing i mean i'm I, it's weird because i'll watch you guys on the youtube stream yes. and it's on a delay now, obviously, I'm not going to listen because it'll be, you know, it'll be that radio thing that we hate. But I'm watching a delay, so I just keep seeing Barrett laugh at odd times, which is kind of fun. <laughs> That's fair. I, I'm going through stuff in my head, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing. Uh... Number one, we have a botched art job by a Spanish artist. Story number two, we have a woman who got kicked off a plane for throwing up all over herself. That's story, fake. And story number three, 
we have a, a a young child from Ireland who you know was being mentored by a great person and just couldn't achieve what he wanted to do in time for his mentor to pass away. Here's the thing. I say story two is fake because if story three is fake, then that sets a really bad precedent mm. for you just coming on with the vaguest of vague stuff to confuse and flummox us. I'm going to say story so. one is fake because it's already happened and it didn't happen again. I'm I'm with you, Harry. Sh you yeah. know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> shame on me. Well, Ron is no get fooled story. again. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll prove all of you. Yeah. Story three is the fake one. It's not a precedent. It actually is a precedent that was set when we first started doing this, and it was a movie. Story three. Describing. Story three is a, a bad movie plot line that I carried over from yesterday. Well, so, my left foot. What is it? Oh, Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Oh God. Well, Ireland. You said Ireland. Where was Ireland in Star Wars? Well, I don't throw you. What you want me to say? Tatooine. <laughs> now, now I'm glad I didn't get it. Fair enough. That I'm might glad be I didn't so, get it. But, no, but seriously, story number two did happen. A woman threw up on herself. I'll give you guys a bonus, uh, just a bonus point, if you will. I know the points mean nothing, but a bonus point. If you can guess where this plane was headed, Florida. Yeah. Without a doubt. Now, I and I, I imagine, is she a native Floridian? My I guess would be that yes. She is. That yeah. She is a native Floridian. She did throw up on herself. She decided to de pants because why can why do you sit and you throw up? And oh, by by the way, she was drunk. Okay. Guess. What does she look uh, like? She's not too bad looking, to be honest with you. Um, you, you can tell that she's drunk. So, but uh, she did have a big, bright smile for um. Her mugshot, mm -hmm. is you know that's always a positive, right? Yes. Yeah, I I think I need to see the mugshot first. But and story number one, if you look at, um, you can just go to Twitter, type in Spain, right now, Spanish art or something. You guys will see the uh, the Bosch job that was done. It is magnificent. This flight was going to Texas, apparently. Oh, was it going to Texas? So yeah, and it was diverted to Alabama. Yeah. She was That's 25. Fine. Her name's Sierra. Sounds like a, uh, uh, you know, like a dancer. <laughs> Ballet? Right. Exactly. She didn't look too bad. No, I, I'm with you. Woman in her underwear forces plane to divert to Alabama. Yeah. Who complained about this? That's what we well, really think, need to know. I think it was the fighting. <laughs> well, what's a little fighting between naked women? 25 Yo, hey. up on herself. All right, we're back. I like this story. Well, hold on, man. You got a nice tattoo. Where are you where is this you guys are seeing this at? Because I'm I'm looking at this Google. This I Googled Sierra woman throwing up. Yeah, she got a big tat on her upper left or left shoulder. Sierra Nicole McClinton drunk threw up on herself aboard the Houston. Jacksonville. Oh, it came from Jacksonville, of course. Florida was definitely involved, so Ron got that right. Right. Prompting her to take off her pants and an Instagram posting by a man who said he was aboard the flight. She then got into an altercation with another female passenger. Mm. A flight attendant intervened, but the woman took a swing at her. All right, well, at that point, okay, at that point, you can't punch an attendant. No. But... I don't know if I would have had a problem, even if I were a woman. I don't think I'd have a problem with this because, you know, like, think about it. You could commandeer one of those little drawers that they put stuff in 
right before you hit the cockpit where the mm-hmm. flight attendants are, where they yeah. have the food and other stuff. You can just take one of those things, fold up your pants, put it in there. All right. So you and give her a blanket, right? Sit right. on a blanket or something. Who in their right mind would want to do this? McClinton's alleged antics forced the plane to land early in mobile, 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 yeah, mobile. Yeah. Mobile. Yeah. Just like crown Royal, not right. Royale. You were like going Royale with cheese. It is. It is crown Royale. That's how crown it is. Royal. Nah, they're idiots. Yeah, yeah. They don't know what they're doing. Barrett. Where she got off in nothing but a t-shirt and underwear. Now, are there are pictures of that. I, I want to see that. I, I don't, I don't, I can't find it. I'm looking for it. Barrett, is it Crown Royal or Crown Royale? Crown Royal. Yeah. This is this Royale. is Royale. That's like uh that's um James Bond 007. Right, right. That's the English pronunciation of it. It's like think of another word that has the a different pronunciation of it with in England as opposed to here. That's all. I use the English pronunciation. I go uh, history first. Only here, wow. man. This is this is a crazy. I don't know. I I don't think if you're if you're upset that she was drunk, like was she? It didn't sound like she was belligerent until after she took her pants off. Why can't I find it? Jesus, <laughs> the Google doesn't work. It's not working. <laughs> At I'm upset. I'm upset. Aton, without the uh, the Ethernet cord cable. Seriously, man. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm forwarding both of you this other story that Harry or uh, Ron just sent us, Harry. Yeah. So it's this gigantic gator that looks like a dinosaur. Have you seen this? You guys need to look at that the Spain thing. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yeah, I scrolled through this earlier in the day, and I thought it was, I didn't stop and look at it. I thought it was just some Photoshop thing, and like, all right, whatever. There's enough misinformation and nonsense happening on this site as is, but it looks like this is real. Yeah, I just sent this to you guys. Ron sent it to us. Matt yeah, I can't Evitt. see the link. Oh, just look at the tweet. Yeah, but there's no picture. All right, well, I'm, I just retweeted it, all right? So go on to my Twitter account, and you can see the retweet. What, at Shander Show? Yeah. Matt Devitt Wink, W-I-N-K, W-I-N-K News. Wink News, I like that. Southwest mm. Florida's news leader, Wink. Oh, Look at this gigantic yeah. it's on a golf course. I've seen this uh, a gator like this before in South Carolina on a golf course. I'm sorry, man. They that... videotaped this guy, like the, the dude, uh, gator Wait, walking across the fairway. Were you at that? Like, no, no, oh, I wasn't okay. there, but yeah, dude. I mean, that's like prehistoric, man. I went to play golf down in Florida. I was actually in, um, I was, um, I was, it was actually North Florida and there were gators on the course and mm-hmm. I, Every time I saw a water hazard, I would skip that uh that hole. Mm-hmm. I might drive it, and I just won't play after that. I'll just go to the next hole. You saw you saw you literally saw gators out there sunning, yeah, on the course. Yeah, dude, Those I'm not doing fast that. too. I know I'm not that adventurous. No, no, no. I just I I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do no. it. I'm sorry. No, are you kidding me? 
That is crazy. Like if I if I've done it. Thing, if if I was playing at that course and I'm about to walk up to the that tee box and I see this gigantic thing that looks like something out of Jurassic Park, I'm not playing on that course again. Why not? Because my luck is I'll go right back to that tee box the next day and that thing will be sitting there submerged waiting for somebody to tee off and I'll be focusing on the ball. And right as I swing, it'll be like Carl Weathers in Happy Gilmore losing a hand. I'd be lucky to lose a hand at that point. Bro, look at now. now you got to understand, look at this animal. Now, it's not like walking like normal gators walk, you know, with their bellies like dragging on the ground. That's what I see again. I see bodies drag. This thing is on all four, standing up, yeah. like upright. Like he's ready to run at this point. Yeah, I mean, it looks like something out of Jurassic Park. You're right. right. Yeah. And they say these things can go like 20 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. they're really fast. Yeah. Right. They say, they say run zigzag. How about I'm just not going to go to that, that course or that hole? Naples, <laughs> Florida. I'm going to share this so people can see this now on the screen. If you're watching on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Look mm -hmm. at that. Imagine you that thing that. getting up on its hind legs. No. Right, look at it. Yeah. Look at it. Just in context of the tea box and that little sand thing. Or is that for is that a divot mix? Is? That's divot mix. Yeah, look at that. that yeah. That's a pretty big thing. That's probably as wide as an average human being. And probably up to what your waist, if if not like a little bit below your thigh. What the divot box? Yeah. No, those are those are low to the ground. But look They're, at that. Look, the T box the, or the T box, the T head thing is on the ground. Mm -hmm. So that's got to be three feet it's off. Probably the ground. three feet off the ground. Yeah. This thing yeah. is is at least four, like it on its four legs. That one shot where you can see the divot box. Mm -hmm. How how tall do you think that thing is on all four legs? Five feet? <laughs> I'm just saying it just wouldn't matter to me. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. <laughs> no. That's about three and a half to four feet, probably at its highest point. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm out. Yeah. Out, 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 mm -hmm. out. That's craziness. Now, you don't have that. I wish Bryson DeChambeau could blame the gator. Tiger is two under, just so you know. Live update of the Masters. Can you do a Nance and, and give us a live update here? <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd need the music and everything. Lee I'm Westwood sure is your leader. I'm sure Ron has some music. Webb Simpson is up here. Paul now, Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, can friends. Do, can you do an Oosthuizen? No, no, I cannot do it. Any <laughs> South African. <laughs> Louis Oosthuizen. Oosthuizen. You can't do that, huh? No, I can't. How about Tiger? Two under through six. This would be this would be pretty crazy. Yeah. If if Tiger Woods wins, and again, it's this is like a team that starts three and zero in the regular season, and you're talking about well, could they win the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of golf left to be played for Tiger Woods and everybody to be met, except for Bryson, who's played himself out of this thing. Now Shoffley's bogey two of the last three holes. Oh, He's back to one under. That's tough. DeChambeau's at even. He's at he, even, but he got back to even. He did get back to even. Yeah. This is a rough day for him. There you go. Can you give us a live update now? <laughs> oh, you know what you should do? What's you, that? Let's do this. Use the use the master's music that Ron has playing, mm -hmm. but give us an update on the leaderboard in Jerry Jones, not Jim Nance. 
Your leader is Lee Westwood, currently five under par through nine, followed by his countryman Paul Casey, four under par. Tiger Woods, he's been on the party bus a time or two. He's a two under through six holes. Now back to my good friend, Jim Nance. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. The world needed a little Jerry Jones updating the Masters. Man. We all needed that. He would be great in the booth on 18. Can you imagine that? He'd be awesome. That right. never gets old, man. No. You can always get you a laugh out of Jerry. He's I would love to, to drink some Crown with him. Right. Crown Royale? Yeah, Crown Royale. <laughs> That's what he calls it. Don't blame me. Jerry Jones was the first guy I ever heard say, Crown Royale. Crown Royale. That's Bruh, if I go to the bar tomorrow, it's a Crown Royale. They'll be like, what? What? They'll give you whatever you want. You're ordering seven and seven. You're ordering kids' drinks. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Shirley Temple's in seven and seven. Are you back in Kansas State? How tall are you, Barrett? Six, five, six, six. Six, five and a half. Yeah, you're going to get whatever you want. Right. Especially in this city. My goodness. <laughs> too much man. oh my goodness too much i so interesting point though harry raises real quick because everybody is in love with tiger's one thing and granted there's going to be a lot of eyes on a guy who's able to finish it eating he's only through six mm -hmm. so i don't want to jump any gun right now bryson on the other hand he's made the turn and he has struggled to be at even par does that do enough? Like, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the fact that Ty uh, Tiger, that Bryson, despite some terrible holes and some awful shots, finds himself at even? Or are you looking at the leaderboard and saying, wow, Bryson really had a shot at being three, four under today and blew it and might have blown himself out of any type of contention because he's now at five under or even? as opposed to five under. No, I don't think he's at all out of contention. I look at he had one bad hole, maybe one bad swing, got himself in a bad spot, and he made double bogey. But he came back a couple holes later and made back-to-back -back birdie. So it's not like he's playing poorly. I look at that as one bad swing. One bad swing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's just said he's a prima donna, is he? Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, major. Like, major you can't get in it's just i mean there are so many different things that would pile up he's just a very how what would you call it it's eccentric yeah he's very eccentric yeah and he's a little aloof yeah, a he's little just, well okay yeah a lot he's a <laughs> yeah. lot he's eccentric he's aloof he's out there you know yeah. he's psychiatrist he's different screen. man yeah, yeah. He's different. Mean, look look how tight look how tight that is there's no way on god's green earth that i'd be able to you know play golf at that course you see how tight that is? Mm -hmm. There's no way I could. How hard is the course if we played it from now? They don't have women's tees there. So how how far would it be? Like if we played from the closest of tees, how hard do you think that course would be? Just like a, a regular course? Or do you no, think it's brutal? Still be, be super brutal because the greens have so much undulation and are so fast. You know, and there, there's very there's not many uh, flat lies, kind of like your place. Um, it's, it's, it would be really tough for guys like us. Really difficult. Tiger sticks that early par three, nearly aced it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just he's dialed in and it's fun. It's fun to watch when he's dialed in. And, and, you know, I think the best part about Tiger now 
And look, there are always going to be idiots out there who see Tiger hit one shot on a Thursday and say, oh, my God, he's winning it. He's winning it. Just like I, I think you see with a lot of people. Yeah. And there's always going to be somebody who sits there. There are no fans anymore. But there's always going to be somebody who yells after a drive on a par five, get in the hole, right? Like there's always going to be somebody. Who- <laughs> yeah. But it does feel like Tiger, dare I say, is a, is more under the radar for this tournament and right now than ever in his career. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would agree with that. And you know who else is under the radar is guys like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. Yep. Because yep. everybody's talking about Bryson. That's and you, you know, know that probably favors Dustin Johnson more than any other golfer. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't have to worry about being labeled the next Greg Norman. Right. See, now, that would have been my ball there. We're getting blown off again. We got dusted. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Should we just bring McMullen on and call it a day? Do whatever you want, man. Jordan okay. Spieth is one under par. I so what's going to happen at one thirty Eastern time here? At one thirty, yeah, you said that ESPN is going to pick up the actual. No, one, one o'clock to five thirty, apparently. But what happens to the guys who are already out there? Like, I miss a lot of Bryson. I miss. Uh, well, they, you know, they, they've got all that recorded, and the Golf Channel will show you what they can, you know, on on live from after the tournament tonight. They're just trying to squeeze six bucks out of me. Yeah. That's what Bryson will be in the afternoon window tomorrow, though. Like later in the day, you'll see his whole round probably. Because okay. they go they go morning and then afternoon, early, late, late, early. So you, guys did it to me. you did it to me. Why am I watching golf, man? Come on. Come got on. Four, what are you gonna do? Work on a table that's never gonna be get done? Well, the, the table's gonna get done. The table has to get done. But I'm just saying, why am I watching golf, man? You know, I gotta, you know, I gotta go work tonight. You know, I gotta do quick slams at six o'clock. So, man, you know, I, now I'm be sitting here watching this instead of doing my little research. Well, you know, I'm going to do both. I'm, I'm going to watch golf and do my research for the Eagles. You know, as soon as I get out the show, sit down, watch a little golf, play a little, uh, you know, play a little bit of the Eagles first game against the Giants, get a little research in, see what they were trying to do to each other, make sure I can break it down so I know what to say. Now, but how painful is that going to be to have to rewatch that game? Yeah, I've got to go back and watch that game and I'll mm-hmm. go back. I'll go back to uh, the Dallas game and then I'll go back to um, watching the um, the Washington game against the Giants. So I watch about three games today. Mm-hmm. I have to just to, you know, just to get a, a sense on what they were trying to do each other, what worked, what didn't work, because teams usually are creatures of habit and they're going to do the same thing over again, thinking that game plan should have worked and they're going to try to implement it again. Now, do you have one of those clickers that you can go back and forth with a play? No, I'm 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 barbaric with it. I got to use the computer. Oh, you know, okay. it, it takes me a while, but I mean, I'll, I'll get it in. Write some notes. I don't have the notes that uh, I don't have the notes that Ray Diddy has. But right, well, I'll he's writing write a book after, right. after every game. So good luck chasing that down. No, he writes it during the game. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. throughout, right? Th- those are his notes. Is a full on pad or something. All right, we'll wrap the hour coming up. Tiger Woods is now three under par. Watch out. Might be your first round. I can see what the odds were for him winning the first round. I took fee now, which is not good. And we'll then uh, next, what's that? And then and you guys need to explain to me how these purses go. You know, who all gets money? You know, and how far it goes as far as the winning. Well, all you need to do is make the cut, and then you're in some contention to bring home a check. And I think it's top fifty in ties make the cut. I believe there's no ten shot rule anymore. 
Yeah, they removed that. Yeah. All right, final segment coming up. You are watching, you are listening to the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, and of course on Sports Map Radio. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, with the tour junkie dude? Yeah, I sent him the wasn't that was that through Kraus? Did he set that up? Uh yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What happened? Don't know. Do, 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 do. Man, this stuff is pretty cool, man. What's that? This golf is, you know, I think if, if I just sit back and watch these guys for a little bit, I could train myself to really uh, play golf just by watching these guys. That's how disciplined I am when it comes to stuff like that. Good luck, man. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck. Yeah, let me know how you make out with that. <laughs> it's think osmosis, it. guys. Osmosis. Think about it. How many guys that are on tour right now with one win, minimum one win, mm -hmm. are five to eight years new to the game? Meaning, like, this is when they've None. None. Wow. You have to years. Up, you got to grow up from, like, uh, 10 years old playing. There, there might be some guys on the And I'm not talking about, Harry, before you jump in, because I think I know where you're going. I'm not talking about somebody who came out of Stanford and was playing on like Q school mm -hmm. and then came, I'm saying like somebody who, Oh, I just picked up a club 10 years ago. And now, and now I'm, you know, I've got a couple of wins on tour. There might be one or two. If that. Yeah. If that, <laughs> yeah, there's no Jordan Maialata out there. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. Right. <laughs> Those are like phenoms, huh? Yeah, they don't see some guy, you know, coming from the tennis world and say, hey, you know, I'm going to pick up golf. I'm 20 yeah. years old. I've never played before. And then three years later, he's on the Corn Ferry Tour winning winning a tournament. <laughs> Incredible. About it? Who You would have to get somebody baseball. It would have to be like, who is the best inside, like low and inside hitter of all time, right? Like who is who? I, I don't know, but who would be the best? right-handed hitter where if his zone is low and inside to where they can hit anything low and inside. I think it would be more or less probably a pitcher because a lot of pitchers are good golfers for some, a lot of hockey players are, can translate to good golfers. That's I think. And because of the swing, the motion, the swing the move. Is, and you're hitting down on the puck. Mm -hmm. A lot of time you're right. You're hitting down on the puck. So yeah. I the physics are similar. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live mm. from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So, yes, Tiger Woods is now three under through seven. And that's a big story here as live coverage is set to begin on TV where you don't have to pay six bucks. The audacity of them to ask me to shell out $6 to watch golf. Yeah. Well, that's the way the world's going, Aton. You you realize that. We're going to be probably playing 
you know, uh, pay-per-view to watch a specific game on a Sunday that may, you know might not be on your television, but you want to watch it, you should have the availability, but you're going to have to pay a couple bucks for it. Yeah, there's and there's got to be because I know there is because we almost got thrown off of YouTube for this. There are illegal streams. I just don't like to get on here and promote that, but I feel like ESPN Plus is pushing me into a life of crime. Mm. <laughs> Blame it on them, huh? Yeah. Well, what else am I supposed to do, Barrett? I, I well, guess the $90 a month I pay for YouTube TV and Hulu and all this other crap isn't enough. Well, you know, pretty much anything that's worth anything on the ESPN.com now is going behind a paywall to just read. Oh, you know, like yeah. all the draft analysis and You're stuff. Right. You know, they'll tease you with a, with a paragraph and then you got to pay. Just rope you on in. Mm hmm. Six yeah. bucks, man. That's a lot. It adds up. It's like a spam. You know, you fish enough people, you're going to get somebody that's going to give you a hundred bucks mm -hmm. or the social security number, or whatever it may be. All right. Thursday night football. Before we get out of here, we've got about 40 seconds or so. No overtime for Harry, but we'll be joined by John McMullen. We think it's been, you know, one for <laughs> one today on guests here. But uh, who wins by how much? I'll I've take the Titans tonight. I'll take Tennessee by like three points. Uh, I'm going to go Indy, and I'm going, I'm going five. I'm, I'm going to touchdown. I'm going seven. NFL world is going to explode tonight if the Colts win this game. Hmm. I like gonna, they're going to win good. They're going to win big too. Like All I right, said. guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we're back on a Friday. Later, oh, and right on cue. Look at this. Right on cue. We bring in John McMullen. Did you think any different? John, I'm in your corner, man. I'm in your corner, man. I told him the whole time that you'll be here front and center, ready to rock. Well, we didn't doubt. He doubted me. Shocked. Yes, he did. A little bit. Harry, too. Harry left. Harry's like, he ain't showing up. I'm not waiting for him. Right, right. <laughs> you watching any golf, John? Or are you too inundated with Brett Favre and Carson Wentz and everything no. else surrounding? The Eagles. I am, too, I am too inundated. It's been a bad week shifting. I should be at practice right now, but because of you guys. And I appreciate really you hanging like that. I thank you for that. You know, even though it's raining outside and they, they went inside, you can't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're that. outside today. They're Are they still outside? They well, wow. that's what I'm saying. Here's what we can talk about. Some things that do actually matter for Sunday how disruptive has the practice schedule been this week with the coach who tested positive? And as a result of any disruption, how big of a concern is that heading into Sunday's game? Um, I, I don't think it's that big. I mean, half the league is under these intensive protocols. So it's one of those things where practically everybody has to go through it at some point. So, it's certainly a little bit weird. I mean, they have to do virtual meetings, then they get together for the actual practice, then they go back into virtual meetings. But I asked Jason Kelsey about it yesterday, and he just said, we're used to it, dating back to the offseason. So can't use that as an excuse. And I agree with him. Well, you can't. Man. Look, just look, just looking at, 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 you know, the way this world is right now, and you know, there's nobody. I keep telling people, there's nobody right now that has any type of uh, consistency in anything they've done this year. Period. No. So the fact that we're having we we have football is still a miracle to me. But number two, 
I mean, this just tends to push more on the coaches and their ability to to transfer this information to their players. I mean, you have to say this is a coach's year as opposed to a player's year. Yeah, I agree. I said back in the preseason, I said this was going to be a giant stress test. I probably told you that, Aton, for the league mm-hmm. as a whole. And you're going to see the good organizations, the ones that can adjust on the fly versus the bad organizations. And by the way, that's where I thought the Eagles would have an advantage at right. certain points. And there have been some disappointing teams. I think I put Mike Zimmer in Minnesota early in the season. I thought that was going to be a, a better team. I thought the Eagles were going to be a better team. But as you see, they are getting better and better, I think, as the season wears on. And I think that veteran coaching staff will come out at, at some point. You have to. Yeah, it's fair. I I just there's something about me with this game that I I don't know, because I maybe it's because I got burned the first time around thinking, oh, Eagles by 10, Eagles by 13. This is going to be a total route. Look at what they were able to do coming back against much better teams. But the Giants have played everybody. And I know that circumstances aided them in their two wins against Washington. But Giants are playing everybody tight right now on defense. And there's this expectation or maybe belief, John, that the Eagles have turned some corner. And I I don't know if I can believe that until I actually see it. And that translates to me thinking this is probably going to be a two, three point game again. Well, I think if you look at the Giants, their last five losses are by a combined 10 points and their two wins are by a total of four points. So if there's one thing you can say, it's probably this is going to be a close game. And then the other thing is the Eagles always beat the Giants. So I I think, you know, being that it's 2020 and this is such a strange year, I I said, and this will be on Philly Voice tomorrow, I think, or Uh or Friday, why not 22-21 again? Symmetry. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) and looking at it, this will be a far different team that the Giants will experience as opposed to the first game. we're, you know, suspectedly getting Miles Sanders back. Um, Lane might be a little more healthier being off that knee for about, a you know, a week and a half, two weeks. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be a better offensive line they're going to face than they faced in the first game. All those factors being, you know, what they are. Do you think you're going to see a team that's going to be more suited to, to beat up on this Giants team as opposed to what they had when they first went in to play the last, um, the last game? Yeah, Barrett, in general, I mean, they're getting healthier. You mentioned Alshon's going to play. Miles is going to play. Uh, Lane is probably going to give it a go, although he had a big brace on that uh, on that knee yesterday. Isaac Samala was a full go, so he's probably going to be back. They're probably mm-hmm. going to activate him. But to have all these guys at the same time, and, and by the way, Boston Scott is a Giants killer. That's the one team he plays well against, so I'm not sure you can right. scale back on – on, on, on Boston Scott, a little tongue-in-cheek there. Obviously, you want Miles back out there. <laughs> but you do, when you have all those players coming back at once or, or projected, and by the way, Rudy Ford, Craig James, key special teamers, they'll be back. Th- there might be some rust as well. So, uh, I mean, those guys need a chance to ramp it up as well. I mean, Alshon hasn't played in forever. So, uh, I don't know if you can count on these guys being, you know, fresh out of the, the shrink wrap and being the same people. I think you're going to have some some ramp up issues there and some rust issues. 
Yeah, and that's what I, I guess it's kind of a wait and see. And therefore, normally when you use that or apply that phrase, wait and see, you're basically remaining neutral. Okay, let me wait and see for facts to play out. But I don't think the Eagles get any benefit of the doubt even to be neutral right now because the wait and see is, hey, you got Miles Sanders back. To a far lesser extent, you have Alshon Jeffrey back. But even if Miles Sanders is healthy, I can't be sure that they're going to use. We've heard bell cow, bell cow, all this. Even when he was healthy, he wasn't a bell cow. You know they're going to move away from the run at some point on Sunday. And this doesn't mean, oh, my goodness, the Eagles are going to lose. The sky is falling. It just it seems like there is so much discussion about stuff happening around Carson that at times and at times we kind of overlook the fact. And Barrett and I and Harry talked about this earlier in the show that it doesn't matter who you have blocking. Who you have catching, who you have running. If this quarterback continues to screw up, the team is screwed. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I, the first thing, and, and Press Taylor talked about that earlier this week. I mean, first thing is ball security. Number one, the Eagles have just turned it over too much. The quarterback has turned it over too much. But at some point, I, I think you got to realize Carson is what he is. He's an aggressive player. Man, how do you get better with that? Well, I think the supporting cast has got to be better. And if the offensive line, if Isaac is back, if Lane is back, JP's back, that should be better. If Miles is back in the backfield, that should be better. Uh, the more the rookie receivers get used to playing, they run better routes, that gets better. And then I think Carson Wentz stops some of these mistakes. Until that happens, hey, the guy's going to be aggressive. He's going to push the football down the field. He's going to extend plays. That's what he does. Well, let's go to the opposite side of the ball. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball where um, Swartz has done well against Jones. And do you think he brings a little more pressure or does he go back to the conventional way of just playing and, you know, having his four rushers do all the do all the work as opposed to sending some blitzes like he did in the first game against the Giants? Well, I think Jim is always his preference is to get home with four. I, I, I think we all know that. Uh, and he keeps the blitzes for, uh, you know, special occasions, so to speak. And when he does blitz, he tends to bring the house. It's a lot of zero blitz. So um, there's kind of no in between. The good news is uh, the defensive line is playing better. Um, and cornerbacks are returning. Avante was back. Ravon LeBlanc, he's another player. He'll be, he'll be back. Uh, Darius Slay will be back after getting banged up. So they're getting healthier on the back end as well, and obviously that helps. And one of the positives, I think, is Darius Slay has been as advertised as a top-tier corner, so the other guys got to get better. Uh, Nikel Roby-Coleman, Avante Maddox, Gravon LeBlanc. And, and then Jim can do more things, and, and I think that will make things a little bit easier. But we all know, that that defense starts with that defensive line. And Brandon Graham's been playing lights out. Uh, Fletcher Cox is playing well, even though people boil everything down to sacks. He's still a dominant player. Uh, Derek Barnett's having a decent season. Josh Sweat is it's having a breakthrough season. They have depth with Vinny Curry. That line's pretty impressive. This game, Absolutely. speaking of line, it's, it's tight one and, I don't know. There, there's something about maybe it's just because they were off and all of this crap that is piled up surrounding Wentz and, and leading up to this game. But I, I don't know 
and I'll, this is a, my final thought here for you, John and Barrett can throw whatever out after. I'm just saying for me, I just, part of me thinks, well, Doug Peterson, like we've seen this before where Doug has been questioned and Doug has been put to the wall and Doug, and all of a sudden they respond slow starts and people saying, you know, the world is coming to an end, but the Eagles respond. They go on, they win some games. I don't think I can, I don't know. And I forget, don't know. I don't believe that Carson Wentz is going to respond to this pressure in similar kind, like put up 353 and no picks and no fumbles on Sunday as a result of all this Brett Favre stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think it's going to affect him uh, much either way, to be honest. I, I think, as I said, I'm, I'm to the point where Carson is the type of player Carson is. You accept the DNA and you try to build up things around him. I think that's where we are with Carson Wentz. With this Giants team, though, people look at it and say, remember, they lost 22-21 to the Eagles. They were ahead 21-10 with basically six minutes to go. Right. Uh, the, the week after, and Doug admitted yesterday, hey, hey they had us beat. Uh, if not for an Evan Ingram drop, they had us beat. They, they go on to face Tampa Bay. They lose that game 25-23. Then they beat Washington by a field goal. Every game with this team is close, 1-4 fourth quarter i think it's going to be the same this week um but the eagles have had the giants number so that's kind of what i lean on and until i see the giants beat them until they learn to win games with a first year head coach and a second year quarterback i kind of default to that absolutely fair enough all right we'll let you get back to watching the masters john (laughs) watching the eagles practice (laughs) <laughs> oh, that, that too. That too. I absolutely. All right, that's overtime. Thanks to John McMullen. Appreciate Ask it, John McMullen, our NFL insider, thanks, courtesy of Jacob Media. We will be back on Friday. And thanks again for watching live from the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios. You're McMullen Mafia. That's right. To the middle. <laughs> the philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one that we are in place of a position of trust, and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.